Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello, all you terribly tired tabulators of the total. It's time for another rant. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you have two things that go together very well, like uh, like chicken and dumplings, or um, maybe peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter and chocolate. That's even better. Well, tonight, that's what's happening here. <laughs> ah. Here's the peanut butter, Doug. Well, I, we, uh, we'll be the squashy little peanut butter. He'll, he'll be the chocolate on top. Yeah, we got our buddy Dave <laughs> from uh, from Through the Muck and the Mire in here with us tonight. Yep, thanks for having me on. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a little mashup special, man. It's our 25th episode, Doug. Woohoo! Holy <laughs> shit! Get the confetti cannons. We're celebrating. <laughs> we got we got uh, ribs and we got some scotch. Hell yeah! yeah. You got uh, pork ribs and some beef short ribs. Yes, Damn. you were kind enough to cook ribs for us. Hell yeah! Yes, 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 yes very yes, much, yes. very much. Golf clap. Food is always great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Food is always welcome here. Yeah, we, so we're in a celebratory mood while the rest of the country seems to be losing their collective shit. I don't know why. Seems pretty normal out there. Yes. Oh yeah. Anybody? Election went on went on without a hitch. I was about to say, course. did anybody did anybody hear of anything happening this week? Did well, where, I heard, why everyone's losing their mind? I heard they started counting votes. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, they don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. I heard the problem is that they're still counting votes. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. it. That well, is un-American. <laughs> well, gone are yeah. the days of going to bed and then waking up in the morning and having a new president. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is very true, but. Uh, I think we're going to have many, many days that we wake up and we still don't know who the fuck truly is cleared as the approved, can we all just move the fuck along president? I think that might be like four years from now. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, did uh, Hillary ever really accept that she lost the last one? Uh, I need to confer with my uh, attorneys on this. Yes. <laughs> We should send and, her. A, we should send her an email. And also, yeah, yeah. And also, I would very much like to see the next morning, so I will refrain from replying. But no, to answer your question, absolutely not. That bitch never even had the gusto to come back and say, uh, "I made it all up. Sorry that I ruined your country for three years and put you through this." But no, she's never. She's never come back and addressed any of those issues. In fact, she. Why mentioned, would she? she mentioned to Biden to do the same. Hey, if this thing looks like it might get a little squirrely, never concede. Yeah. Look at me. I'm Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it looks kind of like Trump is taking that same route now, too. He is learning from the Hillary playbook. It is quite ironic. Well, they were buddies before he got in the White House. Yeah. Best buddies. Yes. Yeah. I'm best not even buds. convinced that they're not still best yeah, buds. Yeah, no, honestly. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I think they talk to each other all the time. I don't know. I I'm think sure Trump's a little upset that she had one of his good buddies killed. Um, whose name I think we all know. I don't know. <laughs> his good buddy. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he thought that uh, he needed to go. I don't know, man. If one of your good friends kills another one of your good friends. 
Yeah. That might leave a little bit of bitterness in you. Yeah, Are we possibly talking about the person whose quote-unquote girlfriend, quote-unquote friend, is in jail right now for his crimes? Well, partially supposedly. her crimes as well. <laughs> I feel like we need an attorney allegedly, in this room. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah. yes. To use his word. Yeah. Do you have your law degree yet? I feel like we're going to need some... I've got <laughs> two more years left. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. If I give any kind of advice, it's not legal advice. <laughs> Duly noted. We'll chop that up to yeah. make it sound like he's giving us legal advice. I like it. There <laughs> we <fuck> go. Fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's good legal advice. Yeah. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Judge. I'd like to approach the bench. Fuck you. <laughs> you. Fuck you. <laughs> Let us know when they teach you that lesson. That'll. Yeah. That's when we need sure to judge coming. off of my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Excuse me. What'd oh, you yeah. say? Utes. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. So hold on. Just for clarification, we're, we're talking about the guy that didn't kill himself, right? Yeah, abso- yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He so absolutely you, didn't kill so himself. So you think that Trump was good enough friends with Epstein that he's upset that Epstein got killed? I think that that would make this story way more interesting than without it. That's really interesting. I haven't really heard anybody say that, but I mean, I've, I've constantly been saying, you know, yeah, Clinton is in these pictures with, with Jeffrey Epstein and people on the right will be like, Oh, well that's enough proof for me that, you know, Bill Clinton's a, a pedo, but they look at these pictures of Donald Trump, Partying with uh, what's her name? I don't know how Gwaine. you say Maxwell, Gwaine, Gislaine, yeah, Gislaine, Pedo Wrangler. Anyways, Giselle. <laughs> pictures of them partying and being together all the time, you know. And same with Epstein. Nobody ever says, uh, "Oh yeah, well, you know, obviously Trump and him were best buds or anything like that." They're usually saying, "Oh no, they just know each other because they're both rich." Oh yeah, that was just circumstantial, dude. They were all, <laughs> all of them fuckers are in the same circle. All of them, right. yeah. They, that's they what, have been for yeah. years. Yeah, they that's, have been that's for what years. I believe too. The Clintons, the Trumps, the Epstein's. The th- this is what's crazy about her little black book or whatever the fuck you know she's got all these names in or whatever. They, there was a guy actually named off every fucking name that was in his book. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He didn't say my name, did he? Yeah, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> but he did say, but he did say his. Uh, oh. But no. <laughs> he, I believe he said Arona from Arizona. No, oh, damn. Damn. I distinctly dun, dun, remember dun. that. But no, but anyway. Um, Allegedly. The names that, <laughs> you know, the names that he named off were just, I mean, insane. He had over 312 names in there, supposedly. It's crazy. And, you know. They're all rich. They're is, all. Is it ever going to come psycho. out? I mean, who knows? Has there been an, any update with Maxwell's? There Has was she a, coughed up any names or? There was a deposition that uh, for a while her legal team was trying to make sure it was stricken from the record that has now been released. I haven't looked through it and yet. It didn't so. say shit. It didn't say yeah, anything. It was 59 pages of I don't recall. I can't recall. Yeah. Why would you ask me that? Now, with one of those questions where her reply was, why would you ask me that? was, do you have any affiliation with the Israeli government? And she was like, why would you ask me that? Because there's this long, ongoing rumor. If you go deep enough in the internet, you'll find some real crazy shit. And that's where I've been for a few weeks, and it's, uh, it's taxing. It's Digging taking its for toll. gold on the internet. <laughs> but the, the whole idea was that Epstein was a Mossad agent and was basically an Israeli spy oh. that was... Funded by the Israeli government oh. to get dirt on all world leaders 
but because Israel and America have such a tight little pact, he could basically take solace and, you know, do his thing here in America and just kind of do all that. And so that's why they asked the question and she was all like, she didn't say no. That's literally the, uh, the current, um, conspiracy around Hunter Biden right now, but with China. Yeah. It's yeah. the same exact game plan. They call it like, I can't remember that. I don't know. It's like a color scheme, like red, green, blue is like their, the program name, but they're saying that China is doing that same exact thing where they basically get all the rich and powerful people from the United States and all over the world and get dirt on them. And then as you can see now, like they're releasing, somebody's releasing, you know, all these porn videos right. and shit right. Right. Yeah. with Hunter Biden smoking crack and whatever. <laughs> and they're not good. That's I mean, good, I'll it, be honest. I've good. seen, now, I've seen porn and that shit is just yeah, like, I, well, as far as the, crack it does nothing pipe, for me as far as the crack pipe picture. I don't believe it. I don't believe yeah. it. It doesn't make any sense. You can, it is physically, I'm not going to say it's impossible because, but I don't know anybody that's ever done it. Maybe after like five days. I was going to say, if you've been up for long enough, for, for long enough. I don't, uh, I don't know. I've my brother's never did. Long enough. As far as I know, my brother's never did crack, but they did meth. And after a certain point, you've just been awake for so long that your brain is just like, eh. cut it I've cut been it off. there. I've been there. But, uh, I just don't see. I don't see it. I well, don't you see could it also you with could, a pipe in your hand. You could reasonably also assume if you're doing crack that there's also something else in the cocktail that was nah, done before. No, no, that, that could happen. You could, right. you know, you could be doing snowballs or yeah, I mean, speedballs. You can or, oh, yeah. do regular street crack, but I don't think any of us are going to be taking Senator's son crack. We don't know what that's what that's like. It's Vice President's son brother oh sorry sorry i need to get up with the times i'm just way behind hey, he ain't been a senator i'm for- just repeating what biden you know has been saying actually he, I thought he was uh, running for that's Senate. the president's son <laughs> president president biden's son thank you very much either yes, way it is now the president's son yeah yeah well. you fucking loser oh god you loser i feel yeah. so bad this fucking guy voted for the loser i, I feel can't so wait. bad too because my entire identity was wrapped up in my one decision i, I can't made. wait until somebody uh and nobody's done it yet but i can't wait till somebody publicly tells donald calls donald trump a loser oh yeah that's gonna be great it's it is. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just clear- I am tired of winning. I am. I can't tell you. I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I, <laughs> well, I, he told me I would be tired of it, and I am. I'm tired of winning. He was right. So you saw what happened last time. He was basically mocked to his face. He ran for yeah, fucking he ran for president. president. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody to mock him to no, Yeah, that's not we, a good scenario Have we not anymore. learned? Yeah. What the fuck? Just let the man go. Let, let him go down to Epstein's Island and run amok. Just act a fool. Just, just go. Get on. I have a theory. I've told you this. Yep. I think he will be the very first president to ever flee the country. I think he's going to be the one. Because they're, they're coming after him, dude. They're not going to stop. Yeah. They're not going to stop. I agree. You're talking I, I like agree. prison after he, after he loses this election? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's got 14 counts against him right now. That They're just waiting. Waiting until he hands over the keys to the White House in there. Here you yeah. go. Here's your subpoenas. <laughs> I agree that they're going to go after him. And mm-hmm. this this kind of goes back to the conversation you and I have had, Doug. I totally don't doubt that they're not going to stop ever trying to launch shit at Trump. Because 
their obsession is too much. They can't allow themselves to just deal with what the last four years were and treat him like every other president who could also all be charged with shit. Because no, he dude, he, every kicked, single, he kicked the bear in the balls. That's what he did. And I'm glad he did. Yeah, I'm glad he did too. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't give two flying fucks if Trump goes to jail, never sees a courtroom. Don't care. That's his personal shit. What I do care about, because I think the precedent will uh, negatively affect all of us, is that it becomes commonplace that no matter what, we go after uh, political leaders that we disagree with or that we don't like. Because there's dirt on every single one. We just talked about, you know, world leaders getting dirt on every, uh, you know, on, uh, I don't know, leaders or sons of leaders or people that are associated with leaders so that they can keep them within their grasp of control. Eventually, you're going to run out of jail cells because every politician, with the exception of maybe four, will be in those fuckers. Well, you and I discussed this a little bit before the episode, and uh, something that's interesting about Trump is he's really, other than Reagan, one of the first private citizens that is, has become president, whereas other presidents were already, you know, um, wrapped up in... In the game. Yeah, in, in, in anything illegal they did was usually with, enmeshed with their with their terms in office yeah whereas trump they can legitimately go after yes. him on things that he's done outside of office yes that and that's the difference that's the difference with trump and they're and they're gonna do it they're I, gonna, they're I gonna understand. Hit him hard. like this came up in 16 when trump was having his rally cry of lock her up All right and i was like this is fucking terrible terrible precedent to say it's, yeah, a, it's, it's bad way to go and it, this is fucking America. You do not try to jail your opponents. Once that becomes acceptable, fuck it. Let's just can we just start the civil war already? Do, do we have to wait any longer? Like I don't know what's going to happen first: the civil war or these goddamn election results. Both of them are taking too goddamn long to get here. If they're inevitable, <laughs> can we just kick it the fuck off? How does that even work, though? Like people keep talking about the civil war, but like. Do we get uniforms? Like, how are you going to know? No. Yeah. How do you know who the fuck to shoot? <laughs> um, well, at first, it's going to just be, you know, this group that's rallying or protesting versus this group that's rallying or pro. It'll be Charlottesville on steroids, where it's just localized, centralized chaos. And then once enough of them have shot each other, and then it just goes off into fractions. It's going to be like a war, like. It's fucking weird, but it's, it's going to be like a, a miniature war inside of the United States that not everybody's involved with. Correct. Because yeah. it's going to be like That's what Antifa yeah. and like whoever from the right, right meet up in the street and shoot each other and then like, you know, regular And then I go pick up my bagels and move on yeah. with my life yeah. 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 and just step over the bodies yeah. going, ooh, I, good I, one. I put, I put in my yeah. shipped order to Kroger to, you know, buy my bread. And <laughs> Those are going to make grapes. for some very interesting traffic reports. Yeah. <laughs> it's like avoid the, you know, I whatever because there's multiple battles going on. There's, yeah. battles. there's multiple, yeah. multiple Antifa speed bumps uh, on the 75 <laughs> quarter. And I'll just say, hey, could you get them out of the fucking road? I'm expecting a package today. <laughs> I need to move on with this, my life. One of the dumbest things to me is the left, you know, screeching constantly about take, you know, take their guns away. We don't need guns. 
No, well, you're also talking about Donald Trump is a fascist tyrant and he needs to be overthrown. How the fuck are you going to overthrow him if you don't have guns? And he definitely had, like, well, he probably doesn't have guns, but oh, no. his, his people, people have guns. Oh, yeah, his people have guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot that's of the them. Difference. Like, that's, the the, that's the difference I see that's coming. You know, we've seen all the Black Lives Matter and all, the, all those people running in the streets, burning shit down. The difference in what's coming is as soon as Biden wins, the Trumpsters are going to be out there with their guns. And that's the difference. That's what scares me. I really yeah. hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. already happening. It's here's, already happening. Here's my take. The the right-wingers are, and I'm going to use a uh, modern internet cringe uh, statement, but the right-wingers are fucking cucks. <laughs> they just strap up, walk around with their guns when it's legal. Those pussies would gladly hand it over to the cops if there was a buyback, shake their hand, Not and thank them, them for their service. <laughs> but, uh, but, I doubt that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not all of them. I mean, if Donald Trump said the, it, they would the, do it. Yeah, the ones sure. that would not do that aren't the ones that are out there being photographed oh, with no. their Gucci'd up ARs. No, no, they're not. The ones that would actually do the fucked upness, and we have touched on this on the podcast, are the ones you haven't heard from yet. That's what I'm saying. Those are, and those are the ones that are, it's coming. It's coming. Those are the ones that you're not going to fucking know it. it. If it happens, it'll just happen. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of naive, I guess, in this sense, but I don't think it's going to be like a massive thing. Like, I, I feel like there's going to be crazy radicals that pop up, like, right? Always, but I, I just don't, I can't envision like some massive flood of like fucking radical right wing people just storming the streets with their guns well, and shit. Like, like I, I, I think like you'll see, you know, a fucking, like, let's say, um, they have like the, whatever what was it, like march for their lives or like yeah. any liberal event right. come up somebody you know like one or maybe a, a few people might go attack that but i don't mm-hmm. i don't see like a war yeah I the third infantry of the boogaloo boys are moving no, on the, the, <laughs> my biggest fear is militias in the military that's my biggest fear militias like the in, actual military no, no, or militias, militias and militias meeting with the military. Oh, against, them having to against, call in the military against because of militias are doing cr- just crazy shit. That's my biggest fear. That to me, that's the civil war. That's the when whenever they have to call in U.S. troops to to put down U, U.S. citizens, right, right, you know that are just out of so out of control. There's n- nothing else to do but declare war in the U.S. against each other. That's a civil war. That's a it's. If they're going against our military, that's a civil war. Now, my question is, and this is a question that's come up recently with, um, you know, oh my God, they're going to come take my guns. Yeah, that's, now, that's the beginning of what, it. How would that go down? Hypothetically, and this is rhetorical because I'll explain how. It's going to take local law enforcement to come to knock on your door and confiscate those things. Right. Just like if the military were called up to put down some militias. Right. You're talking about local, like at least in the gun confiscation thing, you're talking about local law enforcement officers that are probably right-leaning, conservative, right. two-way you know, supporters, right. having to go and uphold something that they don't believe right. in. Right. Now, right. we've already seen examples of this with lockdown orders where sheriffs in different counties... And other local law enforcement departments would come out and say, we're not going to enforce this. Now, to me, it wasn't nearly on the scale that it should have been, but there are, there are those out there 
We saw that with the Second Amendment in Virginia too. Yeah, like la- that was like last year. Yeah, they were threatening to to what was it? Assault rifles. Yeah, yeah. They were going to ban assault just... rifles, and it was going to be a retroactive thing, and they were going to confiscate them. And there was multiple sheriff's departments across the state that were like, "Good luck, we're not going to do it." <laughs> and you saw, and you saw what that. I mean, that wasn't, and that wasn't as big as what I'm talking about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it, so that, that what that caused, there was no force required it, yeah. in that one. It was just like you know a gun rally, and then sheriffs were like, right. "Yeah, we're not going to enforce it," and then that was the end of right. it. Right. But yeah, we're talking about. So that I use that as an example because it's something that we have already seen a little bit of how does that look when US citizens with a badge or or you know with a with a US military uniform on I'm just trying to start the conversation because I've never been in the military you haven't you haven't been in the right. military Doug or Rona no but David you have what are your feelings on with the with the scenario I just set up as far as local law enforcement, some of them not moving forward with some of those actions. Do you think that exists in the military? Uh, it's really hard to say, honestly, because I've like me personally, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but um, I've been very shocked at some of the responses that I've gotten from people that have been in the military for a long time. Actually, one of the, one guy was, um, I got, I actually got kicked out of a private military and like, um, contractor web, uh, Facebook page because I was saying, uh, shit, when was this last year? I can't remember exactly what was happening, but something was going on last year. Nationals, national guard was getting called up for things. And there were, there was these memes go- popping up around that was saying like, you know, if the guard, comes to like throw you in a, in an internment camp or whatever. This is how you start the Humvee. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you like, this is how you pull the tab on their vest to to (laughs) drop their armor plates off them. It was just funny shit. And it was like, it's like me and other people that were national guard people. You were sharing that in there. Yeah. Well, we were sharing it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a military meme page. And it was just like, that's funny. Uh, but anyways, this guy got really fucking triggered and was like, he, he'd been a, a police officer for like 10 years and then he went special forces and then he finished special forces work for the state department. Then he worked for, he was a security contractor in Afghanistan. That's how I met him. Mm -hmm. He ran the security, uh, um, like the private security in Afghanistan when I was there. And he was like, it's never funny to joke about, um, you know, service members dying. And I was like, I'm not joking about service members dying. I'm joking about internment camps and like, if you like, if you ask me to turn my gun on an American citizen for like for no reason right. and, and and any unconstitutional reason, right. I'm not going to do it. And mm. if you try to make me do it, I'm going to shoot you instead. Like yeah. so, the, yeah, the, because now you're the tyrant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, you're the redcoat. That's yeah. what he really got pissed off because I started calling him redcoat. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah. So he kicked me out of the group and he fucking deleted me and blocked me on Facebook. But anyways, the point of all that is that there are a lot of fucking people in the military that just follow orders. And yeah. that's, that's, what yeah. he, mm-hmm. that's what he said to me. He said, it's not your job to decide. It's your job to follow orders. And that's literally not fucking true. No. Like, but I remember before, before we went to Afghanistan, we had a briefing and it specifically talked about that. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like, basically, if you're, if you're told to do something that you're not supposed to do, don't fucking do it. Right. Yeah. And this Doesn't was, this was after discretion. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure there's a, literally like an army code that that that's specifically pertaining to that, but I yeah. can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But this was also after, you know, like in the um, 
early 2000s in Iraq where they had the, the prison scandals where they yeah, were like yeah. forcing Abu Ghraib, yeah 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 they were por- forcing like prisoners to pose naked and do all kinds of you know bad shit um so yeah there's definitely you're you're not just supposed to follow orders blindly and it's stupid to think that you are because you you swear an oath when you join the military to uphold the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic right so mm-hmm. that's where like that's where I stand yeah and that doesn't mean following orders that means defending the constitution so if you tell me to go shoot a fucking american citizen and it's unconstitutional i'm not going to do it so yeah but yeah there's apparently there are fucking people that don't understand what support the constitution means right sure so i'm not sure it's it could be it could go either way i personally think that the national guard people probably would i think most of them would probably not do it and i would want to say that most police wouldn't do it but I've been surprised before. I've you can't handle the truth. <laughs> no, I think that's a great I think that's a great answer because it that's kind of where my head is and and what I would imagine would happen cuz I know countless police officers both federal, local and everywhere in between. And I've talked I've asked them about this. Uh maybe not this exactly like a a revolt or revolution or whatever a, a, a hot war. Uh, but basically something like, you know, if you are asked to do something knowingly that is not upheld by the Constitution, right. you know, what is your thoughts? Now, you get a different response, I imagine, or I feel, personal feeling here. I You get a different response when you ask them point blank, because the obvious answer is, well, of course not. I'll I will uphold the Constitution. But when that comes into practice, you see them not doing that all the time. But at least for the the anecdotal evidence from just the people that I know, let's say if I know 10 officers, half are federal, half are local, I'd say 70% of them would not do anything that goes against the Constitution. The other 30%, they wouldn't do would. any, anything that. Well, no, no, no. I'm, well, they wouldn't. They do, wouldn't. They wouldn't do it yeah. if it comes to guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. They do plenty on of shit this, that goes on this conversation. Guns. As far as guns, that's what I mean. They wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't yeah. do anything to go after guns and do all that kind of shit. They would, but they also wouldn't rip their badge off like it's the last scene of Rudy and put it on their fucking right. superior's <laughs> desk and walk out in a blaze of glory. You know, they wouldn't do that either. They would just go find a place to go take a long nap or something. Yeah. Like, no, I just remember there's another guy uh, that I served with. It's uh, he just retired. I think earlier this year. Um, and he was also Chicago police for at least 10 years. Um, if you're on my Facebook, you've probably, I'll tell you, I'll tell you his name later, but you've probably seen him comment plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually posted something on Facebook earlier about this and was like, Hey, you know, since Joe Biden looks like he's going to win, if you're a cop, you need to remember that the constitution is still a thing yeah, and you that. need to uphold it. Right. Um, and then I also made the note about like, and also if you're on the left and you're worried about D- Donald Trump being a tyrant or his radical followers killing people, then you should probably be believing in the second amendment too. Yeah. yeah. But, um, this guy, um, commented and said, the the problem with police officers not um, following or yeah choosing not to follow that is that they like basically can be reprimanded or let go from their job or whatever, um, and they're gonna be like basically they're they're gonna be scared to lose their job or be reprimanded for it. And I was like, okay, well, realistically, that that comment for me wasn't even really to individual police officers as much as it was like department heads to the collective. Right. And oh, he's okay. and he right. still just like continued. 
was like, yeah, it's not that easy. Kind of basically. And this is, this is somebody that's fucking had, you know, 30 years in, in the United States military and 10 years as a Chicago police officer saying essentially that he, he doesn't know if he was still a cop, if he would do it or not. And he's, he's a Republican. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. See, that's scary. Shit. So it's like, what the fuck? That's Anna. What the fuck? Why? Why did we swear an oath? Like this is this is the thing. This is the thing. I think everybody needs to do. Everybody's got a fucking phone. Fucking download the Constitution and read that fucker. Yes. Everybody. I've got one on my phone. I read it all the time. Whenever whenever something comes up and I'm like, I don't remember that being in the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it like up. they're full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I look it up and sure as shit, it's not in the Constitution, you know. And. It, it, that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with the country. It's what's wrong with the cops. It's what's wrong with the people, the citizens. It's what's wrong with the politicians. It's what everybody. None of them read the Constitution. Well, one of the, one of the things I remember or uh, adhere to it anyway. Well, that's, right. that's true. And you know, everybody has different upbringings. Everybody has different life experiences as they grow up that formulate your your worldview. And uh, so I recognize that mine is probably not representative of the majority, but. I'll never forget listening to my granddad speak to a group of our local county uh, police officers before they were supposed to go out and do a big uh, operation, traffic detail. He spoke for maybe 10 minutes, and I'd say the majority of that was reviewing the reason and purpose behind why they exist, and that you are not a revenue generator you are not and i think that what has happened because back then when he was talking i was like you know what i feel i feel like they're not at that point i was right. pretty naive but back then <laughs> back then well the the department was smaller this was 15 18 years ago right. whatever right i didn't see some of the shit that i see now and now I, I've talked to a lot of these officers since then, since my granddad's passed and all this other stuff, where now I'm taking his place and talking with them. And the, how they quantify success is the number of tickets they wrote. Right. And they report back to us. Mm-hmm. We, we made this many stops, wrote this many tickets, and did this and that and this and that and this and that. And over time, internally, I got uncomfortable with that. And I know my sister's listening to this now because she listens to every episode <laughs> all the way to the end. It's quotas, man. It's quotas. But they won't call it that, but that's exactly what the fuck it is. It is. Yeah, but I, I know sure. that what I'm saying right now is making my sister lose her <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, right. But I want to say this, and that is I stand with what my granddad said. And I believe the same things that he believed and still be- that I still believe that you're not a revenue generator. And... Eventually, over a handful of years where that was the main way that they were able to justify or kind of celebrate the effectiveness of this uh, traffic detail, I started to grow uncomfortable with it. It's like, please go out and make the arrest if they're needed. You know, I understand tickets, writing them, whatever, but this shouldn't be something that you know is coming, therefore you can budget for. And and so I, I saw a conflict of interest there personally within myself and i had to step away from it 
Uh, it Good doesn't, for you, man. It, it doesn't make you. me dislike. It doesn't make me any of that. It just makes sure. you aware of what the, what's going on. It well, makes me aware that if if they had the same mindset, and I'll get to you in a second. I'm not. Sure. I'm not no, trying no, to, no, 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 no. Um, it, it it's something that I think that needs to be stressed to the people that are in the back the blue thin blue line right environment. Yeah, they have to be aware that clearly there's a disconnect. This year wouldn't have gone down the way it did if there wasn't at least a bit of a misunderstanding. Right. If I can say it mildly. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and so, therefore, something has to change. Right. Now, you take away ticket revenue from police officers, they'll just raise taxes and get their money elsewhere. You, you defund the police, they'll find a different way to extort it from you. Yeah. yeah. So... Are we any better off? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know? Are they just going to start coming up and taking your money? Well, <laughs> I guess my main question is, how do you reconcile civic duty with occupation? It's all about what you think you're there for. In the end, it, it's you coming to peace with yourself or coming to peace with, is this a job or is this a calling? Well, see, the news is the same way. I look at the news the same way. How so? the news are you gonna prostitute it for money or are you just gonna inform people of what the fuck's going on yeah, it's the right. same shit yeah no it, i'm i'm with you i just yeah. wanted to i just wanted to get that it, it, I, I, yeah. want, I wanted to push that because i'm like i totally agree with yeah, you yeah very similar concept there you got report <laughs> hold on journalist reporting the news that have no qualms about just Standing in front of a building that's on fire and be like, hey, guys, this is mostly peaceful. This is actually yeah. pretty cool. You yeah. yeah. come down. <laughs> come we down. got a bonfire going on. Come down. Yeah. Bring a cooler with you. Yeah. And then a group bring of more stuff. And then a group of Trump protesters. Uh, oh, I think somebody had a sidearm. These guys are fucking armed. They're dangerous. It's like, oh, and, but when that building was burning, uh, there was also bodies in there. Yeah. They were found months later. Oh, who Yikes. knew? No, but that was mostly peaceful. Yeah. That guy's got a, a side carry. Yeah. Everybody freak out. Yeah, no, I know. Dude, it's, a, it's, what, it's what's wrong, man. We talk about... It's, we, <laughs> it's what is blackpilling the nation right now. Yes. Because everybody... Here's... And we might... This might be a nice little leaping back point into the <laughs> election. <laughs> I think that the entire nation is getting a little bit blackpilled on the sanctity and the trust in American systems because depending on what side you're on this thing is 100% bogus or the people that were claiming four years ago this election was rigged it was stolen it was manipulated is now saying how dare you question this election you fucking fool and by now if both sides don't have a bit of hey I think this whole thing is uh kind of bullshit then i got a question do people's brains work anymore and i'll i'll leave it open to the room <laughs> well i'm being called a hypocrite like left and right today or over the last few days and also uh you know because i'm kind of trolling trump supporters i've seen that you're going <laughs> after it man there's some funny shit on there I've, too. i've gotten private messages that are like like I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but pretty. You've been making me <laughs> yeah. laugh for two days. I've been laughing my balls off. They've been like, uh, "You're jumping the gun, and you're being classless, and this is disgusting, and like all this bullshit." Like private message me the shit, and also 
obviously going off on my Facebook post too. Yeah. But they're like, oh, you're a fucking hypocrite because you're always talking about how uh, criminal justice system needs needs to be reformed. But now all of a sudden you trust it to to you know handle this election and i'm like yeah you're a fucking hypocrite too because you're literally doing the exact opposite but i'm not there there's nuance okay there's not it's not like it's not black and white i don't deal in, in absolutes there does need to be criminal justice reform there are bad cops that doesn't mean all cops are bad and the complete criminal justice system is trash like i mean you have to trust some of it and if you trusted it a week ago why the fuck are you saying you don't trust it now especially when donald trump hand selected how like almost 200 federal judges and has a supermajority in the fucking supreme court it's what it's all based on everything in this country is supposedly based on trust even our money and god we trust faith it's on our faith, money faith well, this is a faith-based nation. It is now, and, and you, now and you I, have and you have yeah. trust in your in your country to make that money in your pocket worth something when you go to buy something. Not everybody and, does, Doug. Uh, but, <laughs> and, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Once that starts to crumble, once that trust goes away, and it's just like what you're talking about. It, all of that is connected together. Yeah. Once that trust is broken, it it all comes down. It all comes down. When I was everything, I was reading an article um, in the Atlantic. It was one of those that's really you know popping off about this is our worst nightmare and blah blah blah. And they were quoting uh, this author from back in eighteen thirty five, French dude that was the good kind of, old days. You yeah. say <laughs> he was kind of like you know getting to observe all that democracy was supposed to be back then from you know a foreign. Frenchy you know, view. Exactly. <laughs> a yeah. Frenchy view. I did not see how ironic that was until just now. <laughs> That's what we're here for, buddy. A Frenchy view. But, uh, a I, mean, view. So- <laughs> I don't know if he's Jewish, but uh, I didn't see Yamaka. We'll go ahead and assume that he is. <laughs> uh, but something he said is, uh, without common belief, no society can prosper. For without ideas held in common, there is no common action. And without common action, there may still be men, but there is no social body. And um, he later also said, intrigue and corruption are the natural defects of elective government. The most weighty argument against the election of a chief magistrate is that it offers so splendid allure to private ambition. And, I mean, this is somebody talking back in 1835, uh, seeing the system for what it could become as opposed to what it was at that point in time. And, I mean, we should be looking at stuff like that and seeing how ironic that is. Well, the one key thing there was you have to have buy-in. People have Which to we believe don't have and trust. Anymore. The best way to get buy-in is to have a central message. You had that up until the Internet. I can remember when I was a kid, you had that crazy uncle in the shed writing letters and sending packages. <laughs> he was a nut. Because anybody that wavered too far off of the central message, it was like, that guy's a loon, get him out of here. You don't have that central pipeline of information anymore where the newspapers and the, the three main channels are all kind of under one very small umbrella. It's all over the fucking place and now it's open to foreign countries and every, it's all it's the world it's, wide web it's global yeah and one and, of the most rude things you could have asked somebody uh, 
way back when is who are you voting for who do you support yeah i'd be like fuck you dude yeah i'm voting for the guy that's just like your guy but he's not your guy but i'm not gonna tell you exactly and they're gonna pass the same shit regardless of who sits behind that desk and nothing's gonna change no no not at all the course of american history (laughs) the course of american history is very linear regardless of who was sitting behind that desk until uh, it got a little choppy around well when we went on the petrodollar, ever since then, <laughs> yeah. where you could then, you had the Fed, the petrodollar, to where you could create currency, flood markets, adjust interest rates, and you can monopolize what has value and what doesn't. Yep. Once that happened, that's when the wealth gap took the fuck off. That's when real power uh, over the populace really came in. And then that's when everything, then, then that's when it's, that's when, if you're going to look at America and if we do fall off the fucking rails in our lifetimes, you got to go back to that point back in the 70s, post 60s, when <laughs> that's when the, the wheels started getting out of balance. Yeah. Mm. Nixon. Now, what happened Nixon was, was the man. Mid to late 90s, internet comes on board. It picks up a little bit more centripetal force. And then 9 11 happens. And then. It, Every one of these things is one more weight coming off the wheel. And this fucking thing is just getting more rocky, more bumpy, and we are going we are in for a very bumpy ride at least for the next 2 months. Yes. And I don't I think it's just really dumb to try to make a prediction for anything more than 2 months out because don't nobody know shit right now. Well, we know from this year that two months is like a fucking eternity in 2020, you know, span of time. Well, I was going to I was going to start the episode with, you know, hey, guys, it's election day again. <laughs> and, you know, because days are weeks, weeks are months and months are years at this point. And I mean, Jesus Christ, if if, if one year ago you would have said that we would be talking about what we're talking about with the national temperature in the room being what it is. I would have said, you need to put the sci-fi books down, go outside, get laid, enjoy life, you're cuckoo. Well, dude, a long, long time ago in February, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have felt the same Back way. Back when then. I was 24. Yeah. <laughs> in February. Yeah. That, that's the way I felt in February. It is. Yeah. I thought that we hadn't picked a an opponent for Trump to go up against yet, you know, and you still had everybody in there de- wheeling and dealing. I personally, I thought it was going to be Mayor Pete, but uh, they decided to go another way and go with uh, Grandpa, Grandpa Biden. And because, you know, they basically what they did is they waxed out uh, Grandpa Bernie for Grandpa Biden. Boyney. That's what they did. You know, twice. I mean, yeah, twice. Yep. They yeah. did it to Two him twice. And the, well, the first time they did it for Hillary, but the second time they did it for, for, Biden. for Biden. I mean, it was but both times they did it for both, the party. Yeah, exactly. Party. Right. I don't first. know. And it, I don't and know it, if the second time they did it for uh, Biden, they did it for just not Bernie. You're right. And, <laughs> and, and the reason they did it for that is they don't want to be looked at as a socialist party. They, that's why they that's why the ones that scream down at the bottom the AOCs and Bernie and 
Uh, they don't want it. The Democrats desperately don't want to be looked at by the American people as a, as a socialist party because it's wildly yeah, unpopular. Right. Well, I think it was also you know obviously a fucking like a business play. It was like yeah, well. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are kind of more conservative, like more right leaning right. liberals. Yes. They're not, yeah, like you said, like yeah. they don't want to be a socialist party. Social, yeah. And they also need to be able to reach to the center to some extent. Right. And, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris obviously have a track record of being, you know, somewhat supportive of police and, and the criminal justice system and stuff like that. So I, I think that that's really what it boiled down to is like, they, you know, it's, it's a chess. It's a chess game. They're right. like, how can we get the most votes? You know, Bernie Sanders is a little bit more radical in our opinion, or whatever. So, right, he's he's definitely not going to be get be able to pull anybody from, from the center the, yeah. that's got any any sort of right leaning exactly. views. And so. and see, that's the thing about the the Democrats right now. I thought they would have already torn themselves apart. I, I really did. I thought they. I thought this would have been the year where they just totally tore themselves apart. Because, I mean, and it's really ingrained in the party right now. You've got the the old school Democrats that that are you know old school. They try to they try to make deals. They try to you know work work with the other side. And then the other half, I would say more than half, are socialist. They, they that's what they want. They want a socialist. That they want it to be more socialism than the Democrats want to work with the center. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't want to work with anybody. Yeah. They I don't um I feel like I I always feel like I need to clarify this when people when people talk about socialism, it's not really No like and I'm you know I'm a libertarian. Right, I'm right. I lean conservative, but just for the sake of the argument, like having more like having higher taxes and having um you know government funded programs isn't socialism if you have a free market economy. Right. So if we're keeping it a free market economy and the government doesn't control the means of production and the flow of money, right. then it's still not socialism. It's still a capitalist economy. It's just but this is, more this is my argument yeah. to that. One leads to the other. No, I, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's, I it's, agree. It's, if, if you, if we, if America makes that step, that drastic a step, slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's yeah. over. I well, mean, it's and, only a small leap. And I also have an step. argument. How how long would you say you've been a libertarian or well leaning honestly, that way? Or? I feel like I've always had these views. I just wasn't aware that libertarian was a thing. Was when they were called until 2016 or 2015 when yeah. uh, when Trump ran as a Republican and Gary Johnson ran as the libertarian. Like I've always thought of like less government, you know, more freedom for people. You know, kind of like the. Some Republicans will disagree with this, but the the party of of Lincoln, yeah, was you know obviously a progressive party at the time. It was not a it was right. not a fucking like they were trying to give black people rights, right? You know, yes. Um, but but not for the reasons that would be acceptable today, right? Right, but mm. still, it, it was, was still it like was the, financial. It was still <laughs> oh, a very yeah. liberal. It was still a very liberal mindset at, at the time. At the time, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think. I don't know. In my mind, I feel like the Libertarian Party, to some extent, actually represents what the Republican Republican Party is supposed to, as far as like uh, being fiscally conservative and having limited government and stuff like that. That's kind of what I always thought of as the Republican Party, and they've kind of proven me wrong. I think the average working citizen in the United States that has a idea of what's going on is Libertarian. They're more Libertarian than they even know. Right. 
that they they have no idea that they are but if they really studied it and looked into it they would mm-hmm. realize that well hey, part I'm of the, all of this shit you part know? of the problem with that too is that it's not a left to right thing and yes. people only view politics as left versus yeah. right but that's only um economic that's yeah. only an economic scale left to right that's are you are you for the free market or do you want the government to control it but libertarianism is more how much like how much of your life do you want the government to control? Do right. you want them to be able to tell mm. you, you know, who you can fuck and whether you can smoke weed yeah. uh, or whether you can own a gun or stuff like that? Like that's an up to down thing and that's fascism at the very top and libertarian or well, actually anarchy at the bottom is like right. yeah, anarchy, no government yeah. whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. And then at the very top is government is controlling everything. Right. So there's well, also that misconception. Well, and I've, I mean, I guess I would say that I came on board with libertarianism and the great revolution of 08. Ron Paul. Ron Paul. He was the first one that got me to consider what, what is, uh, I guess, what you would call libertarianism. Because at that time, you got to remember, social media was just being birthed. Um, you had just gotten done with eight years, or really seven years of just the grand buildup for war. Right. And if you weren't patriotic, uh, or if you weren't pro-war, you weren't patriotic, and all this shit. And anybody protesting the war looked like fucking loons. And then out of nowhere, you get this sweet, gentle, humble guy coming out going, no, this is not what we should be doing. And all of this came to us based on our bad foreign policy. And this is, 9-11 was blowback from that. We should have never been doing what we were doing back in the 80s. And prior, uh, you know, toppling <laughs> the leader of Iran yeah. and putting in our own, all, uh, I don't even want to start going down that. But when I started hearing that, that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And so 2008, let's see, I was 26. So I wasn't really politically minded before then. But what he said was so, holy shit, I've never heard anybody on a presidential debate stage say the things he's saying because it's always been a monolith you know as far as the the argument right mm-hmm. uh, and and so that blew me away so much i was like you know what i need to rethink i i need to i need to put a pause i need to hit a timeout on all this and rethink everything that i was you know i was all pro war fuck yeah let's go get them let's stick a boot in our ass <laughs> it's the american way i was all that and then once you start looking into it slowly but surely, I was like, yeah, I don't, I've been fucking lied to. Yeah, right. I've been yeah. bamboozled. And I've yeah. been supporting America doing some really fucked up, terrible shit in the name of patriotism, and I don't really take too kindly to that. So for me, it's about 12 years ago, but Doug's known me for that long or longer. It wasn't until about... I don't know, 2014, 2015, when I actually got like annoying with it. (laughs) (laughs) Political. And I understand. It's pretty fun though. I got to say it's fucking. I understand. It's annoying as fuck to, to the people that get their news from their Facebook friends and their, their mainstream channels and whatever. I get it. I get that I'm annoying as fuck, but even within libertarianism, especially over the last four or five years, I've seen 
all the different fractions, all the di- you have your anarcho capitalist, you have I mean and that's where that that's, that distinction that I was just talking about, that's where that comes in because if you like you can be left or right leaning libertarian. Oh yeah. And so like saying that oh well you're not a libertarian because this blah 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 yeah you're not a it's real libertarian. fucking stupid because yeah. it's not like well the major battle right now is between the left libertarians and the right-leaning libertarians because you had joe jorgensen that uh came up and uh, was totally enveloped by the left libertarians fuck joe jorgensen <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing we do here we say fuck again, whoever we say again. well i gotta say fucker because she like <laughs> i i don't really regret voting for her but i kind of do just because she did so fucking terrible but it's also partly not really her fault because she doesn't have like the coverage and shit like you know it's not i don't fucking know i i don't i don't, I don't feel bad for not voting for either of the the two old racist fucking pieces of shit right but i'm like if we had gotten five percent, then at least my fucking vote actually counted for something because it went toward it would have went towards fucking funding for the next one. But now I gave my vote to literally the one percent, and it like yeah, I mean I feel good for for sticking to my fucking morals and values, but like you couldn't even get five fucking percent. Like you did worse than Gary Johnson. It's um, it, it is it is it is truly incredible how the Libertarian Party has not been able to get a foothold. In, but we we were politics. gaining votes for what like the last it's, three or four I, elections, and now we're fucking lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll speak on that. So when Nick Sarwak became the Libertarian Party chair, he is a left leaning Libertarian. He's the guy that came out and said, "If Dick Cheney ran as a Libertarian, you should vote for him because he's on the party ticket." No, fuck that. He yeah, doesn't no, under yeah, no, fucking that. stand and he's the one that was running everything uh that selected Joe because what this is a little bit of inside baseball but when they were selecting who was going to be the candidate for the Libertarian Party, 50% of it was in person, 50% of it was online and uh uh Hornberger who was backed by the Mises Caucus and more of the right-leaning libertarians, which is where I reside, um, had, was winning po- the popular vote. But as other delegates fell out, the their support came over to Joe. Yeah, didn't they kind of lose their shit too when Justin Amash had like flirted with it? Yeah, there there was a there was a whole fucking deal about it, just like any other political party. That's why political parties are fucking stupid. Um, and so there was all this infighting that came out of that. And so anybody that was not fully on board with Joe because their guy, uh, Hornberger basically got screwed kind of like Bernie where he had the full support, they had the momentum and everything, but he was, he was not chosen in place of Joe, which nobody fucking heard of. I had never heard of her and I've been very much paying attention to libertarian circles for years at this point. And it just got to a point where I couldn't I couldn't go along with that because the left libertarian, which is now the shrinking majority, uh, were just so SJW woke, vitriolic against anybody that didn't agree with them. So 
you spend enough time in any political uh, arena, you find that there's shitheads in every single one. Well, of this them. this is my thing. And <laughs> I, it, I probably fall in line with some of the shitheads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to some extent. I, and, this, and this gets back to why I don't vote. I've, oh, there's two people, two people in my entire life, in my entire life, 53 years of living, there's only been two people that I would vote for. And that was Jimmy Carter and Ron Paul. That yeah. was it. They were the only two people that I ever felt like, and I, and I wasn't old enough to vote for Jimmy Carter when, I mean, but they, they're the only two people that I've ever seen in politics on any level, governor, mayor, that I didn't feel like they were fucking feeding me a line of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When they talk to you, it, it's, they're, they're actually talking to you. They're not talking at you. Yeah. You know, they're actually trying to, trying to, help instead of well and they're not talking at you to get something from right exactly that and that's that's my point and you couldn't be any more (laughs) opposite than them two guys but that's what the that's what's missing in politics is the honest man you know it's the honest guy that'll tell you straight up this is bullshit this uh, what you're seeing is all bullshit there, there's well, no we should already just, know that there's, from the fact that there's just two parties that they really allowed to come to the party. I mean, to come to the table and actually, um, you know, shoot this shit out. They are actively making sure that libertarians are not invited. And I mean, it's it's the Green Party really got fucked. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the Green yeah, Party got the, fucked. The Democrats hard. literally made sure that they were not on the ballots because they yeah. knew that the Green Party was going to take votes from them. Well, yeah, and, yeah, remember like, twenty sixteen. Remember twenty sixteen. They blamed that's that's the that's the common popular thing is to blame the third party, whoever's whoever's taking votes away from you, right? Yeah, right. Which is any third party. The left, if they lose, blames the third party. Right now, the right is going, oh, my God, are you Joe Jorgensen? It's like Joe Jorgensen got less than, like, one and a half percent of the vote. Yeah. She didn't hurt you even a little bit. Uh, well, what's hurting you more than anything hell, is what's Kanye, going on. Kanye in, hurt you worse than she did. Well, it depends on which state you're in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's hurting you more in than Georgia, anything? she got fucking one point something, one point. One point six. It was one point six at one point. Yeah, but uh, but they found ballots for Biden. <laughs> I want to get to this at some point, but uh, we'll get there eventually. Well, I don't know. I I've had to, I had to have this whole conversation with my in laws, and um, they're they're definitely justified in their in the way that they feel, and they I think that they have a right at you know to pretty much kind of say I told you so about Donald Trump coming out i mean he's he's the signs have been there all, all along that he's kind of a, like a fucking wannabe fascist dictator yeah and him like spewing all this bullshit before the votes even rolled in and saying like oh it's a scam and if i lose it's definitely a scam and uh you know they're we'll get to it when you bring up the the they found votes or whatever but there's there's a way for you to legitimately like say hey you know we might need a recount or we this needs to be looked into I'm gonna uh, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna take this evidence to court and there's already look at state it. precedent for it right but there's not like you don't just fucking do a press conference and say like oh you just found votes and like spew bullshit you just nailed what I hate about Trump and that is that is just what you just said you you can there's a way to say things and there's a way 
to present it to where people will actually listen to what the fuck you have to say. Right. And he has no clue. And it's not it's not about that. like there there are some things that this conversation could be construed as saying like, oh well that's just you're too politically correct. Right. I don't believe that this is one of those circumstances yeah, yeah. about being politically correct. It's about like just being correct in general. Like right. you can't just fucking make baseless claims, which some of these have literally just been frivolous <laughs> right. lawsuits that have gotten kicked out. Like even in Georgia, right. they've kicked out lawsuits because they're like, this is hearsay. When you don't have any fucking evidence. Of the United right. States. So it's, it's insane. My biggest problem with Trump is that he didn't learn from 2016 because nothing that he said last week, two weeks ago, or even this year is any different than what he said in 2016. It's identical. As a matter of fact, no one really remembers because no one really goes back because Trump did win, but he was saying the same shit in 2016. The reason why he's losing now is multifaceted, but to me, the biggest reason why he's losing now is he did not change his game plan. He did mm. not adjust for the current situation. He played it the same exact fucking way. He, he was like, if I just roll out... Guys, listen, I'm just going to roll out there like it's 2016. I'm going to party like it's 2016. I'm going to go have these great rallies. Fuck Corona. Mask. Fuck those. I got it. I can't. Fuck Herman Cain. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sacrifices have to be made if you're going to be, you know, making America great. America's a big country. We got to, it's a big place. It's going to take a lot of greatness to keep it that way. He's. He never changed his fucking tune. He just stayed the same. He stayed the course. It's the yeah. only tune he knows. And that's where and, he fucked himself. Well, because, well, that's because that's his winning tune. He that's shot he himself in the foot. Winning. He shot himself in the foot by saying, don't trust mail-in ballots. Yes. Because like that just is. just off of sure, like complete like laziness alone in, in America, like how many more fucking conservatives do you think would have voted if they could, if they knew that they could just do it from the fucking exactly the from their from their couch. That yeah. I don't. I, that I don't think is the big thing. I don't. Well, the, this the, is this is where like oh they're finding votes. No, they're just fucking counting the votes. Yeah, like, they're counting. There might them. be some cases where they like found votes or something like some bullshit like that. But like the majority of this is they're counting votes that were turned in already. Like these are mail-in ballots and they have, you know, every state has their own rules for how long they can accept mail-in yep. ballots. They have to be postmarked at a certain date, whatever. Yep. But he literally said, don't trust mail-in ballots. So I think, you know, the majority of his base didn't use mail-in ballots. So now you see this wave of fucking blue votes coming in and he's saying that it looks suspicious, but it looks suspicious because you told the fucking red people not to vote mail-in ballots. So, and to give some contextual background to the listeners, we are on Friday night here, um, you know, Friday after the election. So if things have magically changed by the time you hear this episode, <laughs> that is why. <laughs> Friday, November 6th. Uh, but here's, okay, so here's a couple things. You can imagine how fucked up this would be if this entire election was mail-in ballots and how disorganized these election counter or ballot counters are. Well, it's because some states aren't used to this. I understand. Some states I, are. I understand. I'm about to, I'm about, if you give me just two minutes, I'm going to run. I got to, I got to just run through a couple things real quick. Set a timer. <laughs> yes. So elections for the vast majority of all elections have been won and lost on uh, going to your ballot, your polling place, and casting your ballot in person. Conservatives already lean that way. I'll never vote early, and I'll probably never do a mail-in ballot because I enjoy the 
getting in my car and driving into the place and checking in and doing the thing. Call me old fashioned. Most of the people that are on the right are the same way. They would prefer to uh, vote in person. And I don't, we won't know for any time uh, or any time real soon. Unless Donald Trump told him to. <laughs> he could have said, everybody do mail in. Well, actually, he did say, everybody in these states do mail in and go vote in person. Yeah. Uh, and well, those states. Yeah, North Carolina and Florida. In Florida. <laughs> yeah. But. Vote twice. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. What the fuck is that? Going back to what you were talking about earlier, Rona, about the idea of democracy. It requires buy-in. You have to believe in it. You mm-hmm. have to believe in the system. Yeah. Same thing with this election. You you have to still believe that this election process and the vote counting and the way that ballots are taken from one place to the other and the chain of command and the people that are all doing it, uh, every one of them, they're above board, that there's no fraud, there's no nothing, trust the system, trust everything, but also we all know that that's mathematically bullshit. Uh, there's fraud in every election. There's anomalies in every election. There are ballots that get lost in the mail. I said this a few m- weeks or maybe a month ago. Would you send $10,000 cash in the mail? The answer is fucking no, because you know that the mail can't be counted on if you're shipping something of value. Damn, are you saying you didn't get that money? No, dog. Motherfucker. Damn mailman. My point is, is that we all know that we've all experienced problems with the mail. Now, if you flood the mail system with mail-in ballots, the opportunity for that can only go in one direction, and that's up. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to get me to believe that what we're still seeing four days after the election day is above board and there is nothing fucked up happening, I can't make that leap of faith because I already don't believe in these systems. I think they're all bullshit. They're all rigged. There's too much power to be obtained, which is the true problem, not the election and not ballot counters, but the actual power involved with the position. There's too much power and there's too much at stake for it to not be fucking dirty as shit and manipulated. And and if you are wondering why I feel that way, go ask Bernie supporters. <laughs> they just had two back-to-back elections stolen from them from the same party that seems to miraculously be finding this surge because these mail-in ballots, which we won't know for some time, but if you trust in the system, you don't need to know because you already believe in it. But if you have any questions in it, I'm just saying you have the same party that was willing to screw over their own to try to obtain power that all of a sudden now that same party is above board to not try to do the same thing on a well, national level. Well, the, in, that's in the, a bridge too far for me. I'm sorry. In the same episode that you're dis- that you're talking about, uh, you know, your position on um how widespread that could that problem could be i made the point that it was so scant as far as the percentage that it wouldn't really matter however we are for the first time that i can recall in an election where that scant percentage is actually making a damn difference i mean in georgia biden's only leading by four thousand votes have you ever seen a margin that small with a presidential election yes i have but okay. witnessed it, went sure. through the hell of it. 
in yeah. 2000. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was one time oh, in yeah, yeah. one 2000. state. Yeah. In this election, we've got, what, six, seven states all still counting? I'm sorry, but even if everything is above board, and I'll give, I'll give you this much leeway, David, even if everything's above board and it's honest and it's clean, one thing is for sure, and that is we've got to clean up our election process. We've, we've got to, there needs to, especially in federal, federal elections like this one is, there has to be, in my opinion, federally across the board, the ability to count ballots as they come in, like Florida did. Florida counted over 10 million ballots in less than 24 fucking hours. because they're very good at it. <laughs> they're yeah, very good at it. And you got Georgia yeah. on day four still finding shit and we're not even at half the level of what Florida well, is. This is right, yeah, so this th- is what th- I was going to say. Who runs Georgia? Who runs the whole like election system in Georgia? So daggum stinking Stacey Abrams supporters. No, it's Kim. no, it's Kim. fucking Republicans. Yes, yeah, Republicans. No, know, yeah. So how the fuck is, are, is like so the DNC? You had me there for a second. You had me, <laughs> the, you had me in, the, in the first half. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they did steal this fucking election from Bernie Sanders twice. Of course, these people feel this way. Like, yeah, it makes sense. But Georgia is fucking Republican. Like, yeah. the DNC is controlled uh, solely by Democrats. The Republicans have no say in what happens in the DNC. Quick retort. There's a shitload of supporters, and even the prescri- or the the preferred cabinet that Biden has rolled out there, half of them are former GOP individuals. Do we not forget? Do we do we forget the never Trumpers that are in the right? that are on the right, that are Republicans, that are GOP, there's, they're still out there. They still hate Trump because he's made a mockery of their party. What better time to come in and now is the time, now is your actual time to make hay. I feel like we would know though, like, oh, oh well, so a lot of these states that are still like questionable are, mm-hmm. are Democrat controlled mm-hmm. states. Uh, I think it's just Georgia and what, like Arizona? One of the others. Georgia, is, Nevada, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. Or what? North Carolina is still sitting there. Which or whatever. I don't yeah, North Carolina. Which one's a Republican? Uh, Republican. It's Georgia and I think only one. Arizona. Arizona. Arizona was. Well, yeah. historic. Don't forget yeah. Alaska. Arizona. Yeah. I'm, talking <laughs> about, I'm talking about controlled right now. Like not not voter wise, but like who runs the fucking whole like election system in that state? Ooh, because in Georgia know. it's it's Republicans. Yeah. And I, I feel like I feel I like Brian Arizona. Kemp. Brian Kemp is definitely not a fucking never Trumper. He he's pretty much in line with with Donald Trump. Like his fucking his campaign ads yeah. were click clack. I'm gonna throw illegals in my truck. Click clack, get in the back. <laughs> he's been yeah, licking his ass the whole yeah, time. He's yeah. not he's not a fucking never Trumper. I feel like if if he had you know some widespread uh, Democrat infiltration in the fucking system by now he would have come out and been like, hey, fucking Georgia's numbers are bullshit. Don't trust us because well, has anybody heard us? from Kemp at all this week? Just like with the coronavirus, did anybody hear from him for weeks except to come out and go, uh, I think we should like start opening or something. Like, I mean, I didn't mean to be the first to come out and say it, but this all kind of seems questionable. Well, it's a, he, your Kemp impression's way better than your Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. I've had more practice. It's, it's yeah. more local. That's a, a good redneck. One. That's a good one. Some redneck in him. But uh, <laughs> I just think that home. he's completely just brainless. I I don't know if I would look at Trump or Kemp as uh, as really on top of it. So I don't know how much faith I would put into him to really. I haven't heard a single word of from Kemp. He he is a governor 
that I think I've heard from three times. Well, this is the thing about this election is the mail-in ballot. Some states, Florida being one of them, are used to a bunch of old people mailing their shit in. They're used to that. Oh, look they at can, the stamp. They can handle it. Yeah. Come here, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. My mouth is dry. They can, they can handle it. Now, Georgia, on the other hand. Has they, he, hasn't Trump mail-in voted uh, in, yes, in, in Florida? In, yeah, in Florida. He, <laughs> yeah. he mailed thought, in his ballot. Well, no, I thought the so, whole thing was he showed his passport to vote, and that was like one big hullabaloo. It's like, I don't know. Did he vote in person, or did he mail it in? No, he mailed it in. But in, he I hear too much. I hear too any, many stories. Anyway. I mean, well, anyway, he's admitted that he's the, voted and like most of it, the people that surround him have all voted with mail in. Yeah. And with coronavirus and all this shit, uh, Biden did the right thing. Biden told everybody, get out there and vote early. Vote now. You can vote right now. Every speech he gave, he said that. You can go on and you can go out and vote right now. Some of these places are open 24 hours. You can go vote right now. And that was the thing to say during a fucking pandemic. And and Trump, he fucked up, man. He just fucked up. He fucked up by just like what we were talking about. Because idiots like Jim, they just have to go on fucking election. They got to go on the day. It's got to be today. It took me all the 20 minutes, and you man. you got to count it. You got to be done at the end of the day. I'm but surprised I survived. You could have done it from the comfort of your home. Yes. Fuck that. Because I take this shit seriously. Well, and, and for some dumb reason, I still believe in this stupid ass country. And I'm sure a lot of people that mailed in their ballots do too. They're just freaked out. But see, that's the country. See, that's where, the that's where I think that conservatives <coughs> fuck up to some extent by hanging on to traditions too too strongly. Because I, I, you know, I don't have to clarify the fact that I strongly appreciate the like we're literally drinking out of constitution glasses <laughs> yeah. i have a constitution hanging behind me in my office yeah like i deeply value like tradition and america and the constitution and all of these things and um i don't see any i, I don't see why that should be an issue whether you fucking vote by mail or you vote early or you go in person like just do whatever the fuck you want to do I, I don't understand why it's like a big deal i want to make it harder for the people that want to defraud my vote <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> they gotta look me in the eyes before they fuck me, man. That's all so I'm saying. If you if you if you come from that angle and say like I legitimately just do not trust mailing no, mailing system, then that I I will concede like that's a fucking I, reasonable thing to say. A valid, but if valid you're point. just saying like oh well I fucking I respect the country and I fuck like no. tradition, uh, so fuck I go no. on fucking mail or I go I don't on think the, the fucking election of the president day. should fucking exist. I think if anything, after this week long goddamn nightmare. I think I could probably get a few people to agree with me. Do you want to go through this shit every four fucking years? Because the president really doesn't do that much. He doesn't do shit. So why are we <laughs> losing can. our shit for a week he, over this? He's actually supposed to do a lot less than he does. I know. I'd like to get back to he, that. Yeah. yeah. You know how to no, make him so do just, less? But what he does. Not have him exist? <laughs> this is the thing. Is what, <laughs> hey, I'm, read I'm, the Constitution. Then uh, We'll remind you again probably later in this episode, but read the fucking Constitution yes. and look at what the president is supposed to do. And yeah. the, biggest, the biggest thing that Trump's doing that is affecting everybody is all these executive orders that can be undone by any democratic president. Same with Obama, right now with Trump, him. same with the next one and so on and so forth. Yeah. Because we know that the more partisan that we become, uh, amendments aren't going to happen. So we can't go through constitutional methods yeah, we to went, get what we want. We went through the last amendment on the last so, podcast. So all we can do now <laughs> 
is just temporary executive orders that make us feel all rosy if your guy's doing it. it makes you real mad if the other guy's doing it. But they're all it, it, it's it's all stupid. We'll see with 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 you, Jim. Usually with uh, your contrarian view, I would usually just laugh. Go, ha, Jim! All this silly yeah. old scamp. But I mean, with with the current uh, what's going on, it's just semi fishy to me when you find ninety nine percent of what's coming in right now is all going Biden. There's just I mean I don't see anybody getting ninety nine percent of anything. I think it's been like 75. For, yeah. In most cases, 73, yeah, 75. Yeah, okay. 73 yeah. to 75. Across the board. And actually, it's, before I left the house to come over here, uh, I think Arizona and Nevada both had um, Biden mm-hmm. up. And their in their most yeah. recent update, right. he got 75%. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's... it's no, Arizona's and, turning blue. And earlier today, Georgia, in Georgia, he, he got like... He came up fifteen hundred or something like that, and then Biden got a little bit more. So it's definitely not fucking a hundred or ninety nine or even ninety yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, but there are pockets where it is. Well, this where is, that this seems, is the, to and be I think that's more what I was talking about. Not not like as a like an total, average. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right. So, it's it's just so there like was that one of ballots. That there come was in. that that one spike, and that's something that's been shared, like made viral all over fucking social media, and. Uh, I can't remember if it was Michigan or Wisconsin, but it was like 200,000 votes. Yeah, 138. Yeah, went, 138, went straight to Joe Biden. Biden, yep. And it was promptly fixed, right? Yes. Yes. So who knows if it was literally fucking real voter fraud or if it was actually a fucking... It was it, the company that if, was handling the graphics. They already said it. That, they said up. it right but, after it happened. But that's that, the story. That requires right. your faith in the system. Right. right. I don't have any faith in the system. of what the real fucking cause was, it got fixed very fast. Yes, it did. So, okay, here's a few things I, I want to run down. And uh, these are just some notes I wrote. For I don't have faith in anything camera. that you say, so... That's oh. fine. That's fine. It's my job <laughs> I'm just fucking to try to uh, make a believable case for you. I just, I just jotted down some notes uh, with the heading of, what did we learn on election night? The first one is, the polls were wrong. That's unquestionable. What? You believe the polls? <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting it out there that those pollsters, they're full of shit. Okay, and let me yeah, interrupt for like half no, a second. No, let's go one by one. Polls require the people that answered the poll to actually do what they said that they were going to do. So they might have the intention to vote, or like if they were forced to vote, they voted for that person. But you have to get off your ass and actually go vote or fucking order your ballot to come to your house or go early or whatever. So it's like it's like that's a projection of what people said that they were going to do. But most of those polls are like somebody calls you at your fucking house and says, Landline. hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, who are you going to vote for? But you have to get off your ass and go do that for that to be accurate. And you can fuck with the person that calls you. That's, that's more where I'm at. That's more where I'm at. I think that's what a lot of Trumpsters did. I think Based on this voting count, if you believe in this. Those people that said they're voting for Biden, they did that. Yeah. Now, for the polls to be this fucking far off, yeah. this is where I'm more in line with you, where you got, you're got you a Trumpster. And you're trolling. You're, yeah. you're sitting there dusting off Biden. your red MAGA bill. <laughs> yep. And you're like, I sure do love me some Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to vote. I'd vote for yeah. him if I could. Kamala Malinga. <laughs> I love her too, man. I know she's going to be my president yeah. shortly after Biden. Yeah. Like, they could... Trump has energized the troll base. So polling during the Trump era could never be right if they actually were calling enough of the right people. Yeah, that's true. The, the, well, you also have to take into account like 
Has anybody dug into the statistics behind? Because like this is something that we run it, that I run into an issue with with when it comes back to fucking the the police debate. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have to look at the numbers behind the numbers, and so you take a poll that doesn't automatically mean that they got fifty percent Republicans and fifty percent Democrats to answer. Like the CNN poll, um, the fuck was it? There's there was a CNN poll that I that I went over like within the last few weeks. And they had more Democrats polling. So naturally, like the Democrat answer is going to weigh heavier because they had more. But you don't know that unless you fucking look at the actual data behind it. Sure. Yeah. And the thing that they have relied on so heavily is that, again, trust in the system, trust in these pollsters, trust that they have. They have this whittled down to a fine science. Oh, I remember no, it was way. the it was the fucking um I can't remember if it was the VP debate. It was one of the debates and it was mm-hmm. like who do you think it was the VP debate because it was when I had Max on my channel. Okay. So we talked about it and I broke down the actual statistics on on the podcast and um you know cuz people were like, "Oh, well if it's a fucking CNN poll then I automatically just don't believe it." And and my point was like um, well, let me look into that for you. And I yeah. pulled up, I pulled up the CNN article and it has, you know, it says like we used like so-and-so third party, which is like a fucking very well-known, like I remember it from my criminal justice, uh, degree when I took statistics, like criminal justice statistics, I remember this company does a lot of the polling Yeah, and it is legit. It's a fucking third party fucking polling company. Uh, but they do fucking random landline phone calls it's only it was only like 600 people so it's not that's not a huge fucking uh sample group in the first place but it's one thing that should be looked at in a string of things right but the point the point is like you have to dig deeper than just what the fucking numbers say yeah no i agree i agree i think that the uh you know because every poll and even every election result has a margin of error and so that's that's because they know this isn't an exact science. But I think that just polling during the Trump era, you almost got to throw it out. Yeah, polling and trolling, they definitely got Because get, here's, another, uh, here's another, not poll, but a uh, study that came out from the Cato Institute. I've referenced this a handful of times, where they said 60% of conservatives don't feel comfortable coming out and stating that they're conservatives. Yeah, right. So with that being, uh, and the Cato Institute is also a well-respected institute. I disagree with a lot of shit that comes out of them, but for this point, I'm going to use it for my benefit. And that is, if if they are respected and that study was just as solid as everything else, you got to throw the polls all the fucking way out. My only point is, is that yet again, two consecutive elections, the polls were wildly wrong. And that... Affects and, and, polls for the next election. Well, I mean, Frank, I, Frank nobody Lutz, will believe the polls. Well, nobody. Frank Lutz, who is probably the most famous pollster, right. at least in in modern political times, flat out said, "I don't remember what channel it was on. Doesn't matter." But he flat out said, "If we get this wrong, my career in industry is over." Well, Nate Silver's what everyone goes by, you know, five thirty eight. Yeah, five thirty eight is like the. They're like There's the questions gold about standard of the. He's a. Well, if I got it, problems with him way more than I got problems with Frank Luntz. If anything positive has come out of this whole mess, it is that it is encouraging people not to rest on the laurels of going. Oh, the polls are showing that we're this dead, 
heat or, or I mean, or we're dead ahead and we're, we're going to grab this thing. They actually know that they have to go out and vote. I think that's further pushing um, that into the spotlight that it is important that you get out there and do it instead of just saying you're going to do it and not, you know, really owning up to what your responsibility actually is. I don't yeah. agree with that. Well, I think well, <laughs> well, I think if you I'm believe in the system, if you believe in the systems, then yeah, I think that you should be a participant. If you don't, then don't. Now, here's the weird anomaly. Doug believes in the systems more than I do. He doesn't vote yet I do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. you know a really good way to get conservatives to believe in the system and and do and tell, go vote and do tell them that Jesus yeah. told them to. No, have Donald Trump do it. He's <laughs> yeah. the fucking president. Yeah, okay, Trump. so we said the same thing because they. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Donald Trump is Jesus. <laughs> That's a trick question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. <laughs> oh. Jesus, baby Jesus. You're talking about Sean Hannity, right? <laughs> Sean Hannity, he's a baby Jesus. Ball and branch, everyone. Yeah. And and then you got the big Jesus. That's that's, uh, that's right, the big so, guy. So uh, moving on to point number two from my list yeah. of very point important number notes. Two. Point number two, I think we can all agree at this point, now that we're day four, is stopping the vote count on election night only breeds contention and should not ever happen ever again. Pisses a lot of people off. I don't care mm-hmm. how many votes you have, call in a second shift. Don't, if, as soon as you stop counting, which I don't, I don't know, Doug, has that ever fucking happened in your life? Where on election night they go, yeah, it's happened many times. It used to happen a lot more when I was younger than it does now. Because now they have more volunteers than they did back then. Back then, dude, it was. I've seen races. I mean, I'm I'm almost positive that when Reagan got elected, they shut down. Uh, Florida shut down. Probably because he was stomping uh, Mondale's ass, and they're yeah, like, "Yeah, we can go yeah, home." I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, like in a they close did. election, have you ever seen where they go? You know what? Yeah, no. Only- we're in a blue state, but the red guys ahead, and whether or not that has anything to do with it, we're just going to take a little the, teamy timeout. The only election I've seen that even comes close to this is 2000. And in 2000, the vote was, the count was stopped by the Supreme Court. Yeah, in Florida. Yes. In one in state. In one state, yes. But so, there were but, multi- but yes, no, the, multiple never- states almost simultaneously. All agreed. You know what? Think we're good. We'll reconvene later. We're getting a little sleepy. I don't. I'm sorry, but that our expectations, if we're to believe in this system, should be no, no. But, but they only stop for like two hours. That's the thing, dude. Everybody. That's another thing. Everybody's blowing out of proportion. They stop for two hours in Philadelphia because. They, I can't remember what the fucking reason was, but it was for two hours and then they started counting again. That's great if you believe in the system, but if you don't, that's two hours that all kinds of wild shit can happen. I'm not saying that. I don't don't have any data on this, but do we know uh, if they've lessened the amount of people counting based on the COVID threat? Well, no, COVID doesn't matter anymore because this is what I think election is more important. This is what I think (laughs) happened. I think they had the vote on election night. The daily vote, they counted all that shit up, and then they saw this massive amount of fucking ballots that were mail-in ballots. They weren't going anywhere. 
They weren't going to go anywhere. And they said, fuck it. Let's take the night off and start in the morning on these. And then two hours later, because people were freaking the fuck out because they stopped the count, two hours later, they're like, all right, fuck it. We'll just go, go ahead and start them. Go ahead and open them up. And look, I this is... And I know you keep saying if you believe the system, you know me, dude. I don't trust any of this shit. I'm not a I'm not a fucking Kool Aid drinker. I don't drink the Kool Aid. But yeah. if you give up all trust on all this shit, what's the fucking point? What's exactly. the fucking point? Exactly. And and so call in your third shift. I don't give a fuck. And even if there wasn't a third shift, my point is that the election processing system in this country has to get better. Yes. I think everybody agrees with that. That's my point. I'm not trying to hit anybody saying that, oh my God, you believe this or you don't believe this or you're making excuses for that or whatever. What I'm saying is stop stopping the counting of votes on election night never leads to anything good for anyone, no. especially if we still are to believe in this system. It only leads to questioning it, dissension, anger, and conspiracy theories. So that can never fucking happen again. No, I agree If we're with still that. to believe in it. That's, that was the only point I was trying to make, is that I don't remember that ever happening in a national election that we already knew was going to be contentious and saying, you know what? We're in a blue state. Red guy's up. Let's take a few hours off. I just... I just it's just not a good look. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's not a good look, but I don't think there was anything diabolical about it. I don't think there was any. I, I just think it was just they finished the count for the day and they saw what the fuck was coming, you know? And, it, and dude, what was coming was so far. A blue the, wave. No, so far <laughs> from the vote counts I have seen, the early vote is more than the vote that happened on election day. Now, I, they're not through counting vo votes yet, but I know before Election Day, 110 million people had voted already. Before that's, Election that's Day. That's wonderful. I'm glad we have so many participants in this supposed and, democracy. But I'm However, just, you got states that handled it, and you got states that didn't. It's because the, the, the states I, that didn't, the states, they didn't know how to. The states that didn't need to step their shit up and... Learn from the states that did. Yeah, but because this will this probably shit, never happen again. This shit, well, oh, I, I think. during a pandemic. I, I mean, think dude, this is, these are extraordinary circumstances. That are going to become the norm because now we're conditioned to them. This is going to look at, and even if this never happens again, it happened once. Therefore, you need to be prepared for it to happen again. If If we actually have, if we're going to have any level of trust in anything, you got to stop this shit. We no, can't be I agree here. with you. I, I mean, I don't see it going away. I think it's going to happen again. Uh, but states need to be prepared for it, for sure. Just get better. Well, I, The I, expectation I, of us getting better at procuring our election process and counting votes should not be... Woo. But yeah, here's the right. thing. I mean, the temperament <laughs> with the, this the election you know, has been that it's going to be contentious. And I think people are looking for things to be issues that aren't necessarily issues. I mean, this was definitely, with this being the first time that mail-in ballots being such a big portion of the vote, that's the first time this has happened. People, uh, government was not equipped for this yet. 
It was kind of like they called an audible at the last second. So we're going to see some strange shit. Well, and and here's here's the thing. You know, voter the the mail-in ballots to me it's unquestionable that it only lends itself to fraud possibilities. And our old homeboy Thomas Massey, who I think we still like, I don't know. Um he he did a quote tweet with James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas where Project Veritas was releasing uh, these videos of a supposed whistleblower with the USPS in Michigan where he says that the system going on in Michigan is beyond corrupt. I've watched the videos. Yeah, if all of that's true, it's highly suspect where they are backdating ballots before the election that they are receiving after November 3rd. That's pretty fucked up. Let me explain that real quick. Sure. For, for people that aren't familiar with it, because uh, somebody that I know sent me that too. So uh, you can look it up, uh, Project Veritas, right? Yes. Um, Project Veritas Action James on O'Keefe. YouTube. Correct. All right. So um, basically, it's like a a photo of an actual like USPS guy with his little registered thing in his hand, and he's showing a basket in front of him, and he says that they were directed by the U.S. Postal Service to separate voter ballots so that they could be basically time-stamped as if they were turned in on time. Is that That's pretty much correct, right? Yes. Yeah. And so what I'm going to share is uh, there was a tweet from Thomas Massey, our potentially former homeboy, depending on how we feel about this, uh, who tweeted and uh, quote tweeted, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas and said, I predicted this kind of election fraud would happen at the post office. And I even offered legislation and the oversight committee on September 16th to make this illegal. But every Democrat on the committee voted against my amendment. Now say what you will partisan politics, they exist and they are ever so heightened during an election season, which we're very much in, but as someone who has already said that I don't really believe that everything that's happening right now is above board. And Thomas Massey is someone that I do look out, you know, look at as someone who kind of has a idea of what is true and what is, uh, not only true, but reasonable and liberty minded for the most part that sparked my attention. Uh, I understand project Veritas's bias is all fucked. They're only going to seek out, when there are allegations against uh, left-leaning people. They're never going to call out anybody on the right for doing the same things that they're finding people on the left doing, which only broadens my horizon of thought of saying, this is so widespread that if there's an entire channel dedicated to the fraud and the negligence on one side, it has to be at least somewhat similar on the other which means I can't have faith in either side. That's where my, my dissolve, you know, I, I start to dissolve my trust in the entire system. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So I vote. It's me. Definitely the last four years, if they've done anything to me, they have really made me question the system a ton more. Everything you're saying is why I don't vote. 
I think everything you everything you, that you just brought up is an argument not to vote. Fuck voting. But the difference. Fuck it. Look, look. This is this the, the the system needs to go back to what the fucking system was originally designed to do, and the original system was designed for local government. It you you choose your fucking House of Representatives that represent your state. They choose your senator. You don't go and vote for your senator. They choose the fucker. Mm-hmm. All voting is and has become and will always be is a platform for stupid people to vote for the most popular guy. And and we're outnumbered by stupid people. And that is why I can't vote. Well, and that's why it, democracy as a whole is a flaw. Because democracy by itself is mob rule. That's not what we were set up to to be. However, when you do go vote, you you don't just go vote for I want this person to be in this office and these people and even down on local levels. You also vote on do I want my taxes to go up this percentage for this reason for this outcome. And I every time I've go to a ballot box and they say, Would you approve a and they're always a penny tax, but would you approve a progressive tax or a penny tax for this? I don't give a fuck what it's for. It's no every time because the people that if if you don't vote and you're subject to more people listening to nothing but CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News that are doing the voting, that are voting to raise your taxes, and you're not a participant, and there's more people like you that don't participate then you are willingly allowing and accepting more money to come out of your own pocket to go to shit that you already disagree with. And for me, I can't live with that. When the voting pool, when I can go on the street and 15 fucking people compared to me, my one, can't fucking answer five fucking questions about government and they all vote, that is why I don't vote. That's why I don't vote. We will always be outnumbered. Just to play devil's advocate here, um, that implies a level of trust in the system to actually count the votes and give the votes to the people that actually voted the most. Yeah, if you vote in person and you hand your ballot and you're the one that puts it in the scanner, and that level of trust I have to have a little bit in, but if I'm putting in the mailbox and it's going from the mailbox to a mail sorting industry or facility that's then getting rerouted and then sent back and could be could get sent through a sorting machine that tears just a corner and then now it's void now my void now my vote never gets hurt fuck that because if if you think about the actual operation of mail-in ballots it's no different than mail-in anything else and i don't want to fuck it i'll say it i'm in a group that has uh uh numerous libertarians and a couple of them work for the usps and they said <laughs> maybe i shouldn't um You're i have naming names. seen i have seen documentation of what sorting machines do to regular mail especially in this heightened mail period where there's mail-in ballots and how many hundreds and thousands of documents get thrown the fuck out because they just don't meet the requirement that this sorting machine it's like a it's like if your dollar is too crinkled and you try to get a coke out of a coke machine you ain't getting it it's rejecting it 
same fucking things happen with mail vo- mail voting uh, machines. It's like it, it 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 nope. That's why I don't trust it. Plus the obvious reasons that it can be intercepted, never show up on time, and all the other well, fucking things that we know exist with mail in shit. This is super anecdotal, but just last week I got four different people from the same address, but four different people from the same addresses voter uh participation mail yeah voter records voter records yeah so it was like you know i got me and my wife's no i actually i didn't get mine mine didn't come at all of course not why would you (laughs) but i got my wife's and i got four different people from a different address that wasn't even the same is in the same city but my city's like 30 minutes across yeah uh it's pretty it's a pretty large area how does your wife vote how does she vote so she because i got one of those too (laughs) <laughs> I, think there, I think there might be way more in common right yeah, now you between so? you, you and Doug. Like, oh, yeah. I think y'all about to be, I think y'all about to be buddies. Okay. She uh, is actually traditionally Republican, and she voted with me, Libertarian, last time, and she has done a full 180 with Donald Trump, and is like lost her mind. Right? Fucking dude, she is terrified. Yeah. She's and and I think rightfully so. Like they they uh they're. Cuban refugees, like they're all American citizens at this point, but they they fled Cuba. (laughs) How does she feel about the Cuban vote going uh, wildly? So that's like I'm white, so I'm I'm probably not allowed to say what I'm about to say, but (laughs) you are here. uh, It's I'm saying what I've heard from uh, you know Cuban people that I know that are like left leading Cuban people, and and I've also witnessed some of it too. Is that um, Cuban? tend to have kind of a superiority complex within the Hispanic community because they also don't have to go through the same processes as other Hispanic immigrants right. because they have amnesty in the right. United States. So they kind of think of themselves as superior to other Hispanics. They look down on Mexicans and Central Americans. Guatemalans, um, Hondurans. Yeah. And, yep. and that's, I mean, it's the same, like all kinds of different Hispanics from different countries have their own different types of super- superiorities, just like any other fucking race does, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, but yeah, I, I lived I, in Florida. I've for seen, I can speak dude. to that working in the in the yeah. green industry, Cubans, aka the landscape um, industry. Trust there me. are there are some Cubans um, well that kind aware. of they kind of uh, think of themselves as uh, like the like a typical white Republican American. Um, they th- this is going to sound kind of bad, but they think that they're on the same level as a as a white American, right? And that sounds like I'm saying like, oh, well, no, you're lower. Well, right, Obviously, right. what I'm actually what saying, saying is that <laughs> what I'm actually saying is that a white Republican, you know, conservative Christian American doesn't look at you like you're equal to him, right? Because the second they hear your fucking accent, yes, and if they disagree with you on anything, they're going to say, oh, well, you're fucking illegal. Go you're back to foreigner. your country. Yeah, yep, that's so, it. So, uh, but if they were truly right, racist, well, they would be like, man, we can make some money off you. I'm going to start a landscape company. Now, yeah. is, your, is your differences? Uh, I'm asking you about your wife's differences. Actually, is is her difference with Trump more Cuban or or woman? Oh no, it's definitely. Uh, minority like in general okay. yeah no she's not i mean there's definitely like the misogynistic kind of you know issues with him and stuff like that but it's more so um because i know a the, lot of the women first that have fu- okay. lost their mind over trump so like i Completely said so she she voted for mitt romney um she binders full of woman women guy <laughs> how could she she voted for gary johnson she likes john mccain uh, I mean, she grew up like pretty much Republican conservative, even, even though her parents weren't. Right. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, she was with me with with Gary Johnson. But then um, when Donald Trump announced his presidency, I was like, 
fuck yeah, this is cool. Like the apprentice, the, the apprentice guy, it's fucking Donald Trump. Like, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was down with it because I, at the time was still, you know, kind of leaning towards the Republican party. Yeah. Um, I, I and saw the trouble. first fucking thing that he said was <laughs> I that I was terrified when he came down that fucking escalator. Oh, the yeah. first thing that he said was fucking, uh, Mexicans are criminals and rapists, yeah. but some of them might be yeah. good people. Yes. And that's where he fucking lost me. Yeah. Cause I was like, you didn't just say that some of them might be criminals and rapists and that we should take care of those bad ones, bad apples. You said that like the, majority of them are yes. fucking criminals and rapists and, and that said, some of them might be he said, they're not said, sending their best they're sending criminals they're sending rapists yes some of them he set the tone would be i'm sure good people he's yeah. saying the t- some he's, of them might be when this i've seen the statistics because i've again i mm-hmm. fucking ha- literally have a criminal yeah. justice degree that right. i had to i had to look into statistics behind all kinds of different crime i've looked at the immigration shit cato institute has also done a, a, a really good job of covering that stuff which you might not agree with some of it because i don't agree with their current pundits that are talking about politics but their studies are solid right yeah they do i mean they have good information and uh it's very clear that the vast majority of immigrants coming across whether they're legal or not are not fucking criminals, right? Yes, they're are they're, they're not. They're looking you can, for you can a say better way of life. You can say life. that they're criminals That's, because they came across illegally, right? But they're not criminals in the aspect of of being cr- fucking violent, crimes. violent yeah, criminals. Yeah. Like they're 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 breaking a civil law. They're yes. not breaking a criminal law, right? And they're not fucking raping everybody and killing everybody. No, it's they're, a fucking they're looking no. for a better way of life. Exactly. Yeah. No, they it's, do all that before they get to the border. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Anybody that's ever been to Mexico or, or any anywhere down there, they will all tell you it is just. It, I, I if if I if I was a Mexican, I would stand at the border and look over the fence and say, "I'm jumping that motherfucker." Yeah, you know if, exactly. If for uh, I mean, you know, you jump the fence, you got you got opportunity immediately. I do, and anything that's for where my I kid. think the U.S. Mexican. Uh, I've, I've, we talked about this before. This, oh, I, I think the relationship. Shit to talk I think about the about relationship between yeah. U.S. and Mexico has been so fucked up for so long. Um, I, I, I actually think that the U.S. and Mexico shouldn't have a border. I don't think there should be a border between the U.S. and Mexico. And I think the U.S. should be in Mexico, building Mexico up because look, the, this whole country. You know, they, we're a nation of immigrants. No, we're uh, yes, yeah, immigrants that came <laughs> over here and killed my ancestors, my uh, Native American ancestors. Uh, you know, that's the and the Native Americans and the Mexicans are. There's not a dime's worth of difference between yeah. they and except the, for and the border, that, and that's what they did. Yeah, but their border, <laughs> they came across the border. They, right, there was right. no border for them. They migrated all over. You know, all over. And I'm not saying we don't need a border. I'm just saying what we, it needs to be way more open, way more open. I mean, if the U.S. was to go into Mexico, they could, dude, they could take care of the drug problem. They could take care of all of that shit if they would dump money into businesses in Mexico where you got people that can stay in Mexico and not have to flee their country and come to the United (laughs) States to get a job. You know, you have to make people want to stay where they're at. Yeah. Jimbo. And, and and what the the most the the fucking richest country in the world is north of one of the poorest, you know? And when you it, I'm not saying we have to put them on our back or anything like that, 
let them do it themselves. But you have to make the investment. Jim, you got to. He pleased your retort. And this, <laughs> and this is why you come to ignore the rent, to hear different perspectives and not a fucking echo chamber. Because I've got multiple things to say. Uh, if, if the current status of the drug war is to remain in place, you have to have a border. Uh, because, well, I'll get into it. If you want to increase the, um, the, the level of potential peace to where a border's not needed in the drug war. That, that's now, if, if you believe that the drug war is bad, which I think is kind of all, at least, especially in this room, uh, terrible. I don't think there's an argument against like, no, we should probably keep the drug war up. No. And by the way, in this week's election, the drug war took a massive fucking hit to the balls, especially in Oregon (laughs) and in DC and in a lot of places. Yeah. Got it. Just a side note real quick. I really wish Oregon was not the first one to do that because Antifa is going to, they're going to use it up. They're going to use Antifa as a reason to really illegalize it federally. So I agree with you. They're going to drop the ball hard as fuck on that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they fucking suck. Fuck them. Um, the reason why the border situation is what it is is because of the drug war. In the drug war, you solve your border issue. Yep. Keep the drug war up. You need a fucking secure border. No, I agree because with that completely. the immigrants that are coming over aren't coming based on their uh, their intuition and their, their stridentness. The vat- I'm about to say some shit that is going to piss some people off, but it's because I have family that worked very high up in the United States Border Patrol that know what the fuck is going on. And it's not what's on a, a, a clip from a newspaper or whatever that's trying to get you to think a certain way. There is actual real fucked up shit that happens on the border on the daily that you never hear about. People, drug cartels have the money because of the drug war to go and buy individuals from families in Mexico and promise those parents and grandparents, I'm going to take your children and put them in America so they can have a better life, and I'm going to pay you $500. Yeah. And they say, you know what? Even if you didn't pay me, just the guarantee that a better life is presented, please, because I can't afford to get them to the border. All right. So they become slaves to the cartel. maniacal, you know, drug cartels that have only resulted because of the drug war. And then on the way to the fucking border, they get raped, they get beaten, they get robbed. And eventually, when you see enough of that, you do look at the information and say they aren't sending their best. And they are sending rapists and murderers because that is what is showing up on the border. Now, is that a true representation of the people that want to come here? No. Is that the true representation of what is showing up? Yes. So, again... Is it the vast majority? It's enough to where if you say it, you're not lying, but if you cling to that and then you broaden it out to think that he's talking about everyone coming across, you can lose your shit. There's Here's the problem with listening to Trump. He talks like a third grader and he tweets like a pissed off high school Becky and everyone's hanging on every one of his words. And that is the biggest problem that Trump has brought to us because it only brings people into supporting him blindly or hating him profusely. Both are wrong. 
the real shit that is happening is what I'm talking about. That if you want to actually fix the kids in cages and the border wall and all of this immigration shit and the drug war. Now, the reason why the American government has not ended the drug war, and this is where I will go in, uh, into a There's little bit of too much money in it. The American government has allowed the drug war. The drugs that filter through the uh, border and the drugs that filter in from South America are allowed by the American government. Yep. I've talked to you about this back when we first started texting, and I was like, I don't want to get too, uh, you know, tinfoil hat here, but I've talked with individuals in federal government agencies. Dude, they've been flying the shit into the United States for years. So For years. Well, so also, why in the fuck would we expect that with the system that's so fucked up, that we have the government shipping drugs into America. Obama's fast and furious shipping guns back out. Yep. How the fuck are we even surprised that somebody that comes in that has no experience in government says, I think this is pretty fucked up (sighs) is all of a sudden now we're going to say that he's the enemy. It's the decades of policies that have allowed drugs to come into America so that we can crush down on them increase this you know recidivism of drug use in america that was, that was reagan dude that was trump's hero it's it's american politic you know international policy is to allow enough drugs in so we have criminals on this side but as long as the drugs are coming in that must mean we have criminals on that side now we get into border let's right. strengthen it up my and point my point was that like i completely agree with that like Probably almost everything that you're saying. Yeah. I think that there might be some clarification needed in some areas, but sure. Uh, hey, man, I'm on my here. I'm just, I'm just shooting from the hip. Yeah, cheers to that, bitch. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so there's not an issue with with Donald Trump saying that the fucking cartel is running rampant and that there's so many issues at the border and criminals are doing bad shit. The issue is with painting it with a broad brush of. The major- vast majority yes. is doing all this shit, mm-hmm. and maybe some good people might possibly, potentially, maybe coming across the border. It it, it literally just fucking tell you're telling your base that for the majority, fucking blindly just follows every fucking word that you say. Is just like, hey, um, yeah, most Hispanic immigrants that come through the fucking border are bad fucking people, and you shouldn't trust them. Hey, don't get me wrong. I wish more people thought like I did, uh, critically. And could see past, like, what I said, you know, he speaks as a third grader and he tweets as a pissed off Becky. Uh, But they don't. And I know they don't. And therefore, you have to now deal with their reaction to it. But if you are, if you are, but if you are educated above the absolute level of stupid, you can look at what Trump's saying and you go, I know what the fuck he's talking about. And... To completely dim- dismiss everything that he's saying because he's a shit communicator, uh, and then just negate the problems that are going on down there—that's that's also equally foul. Yeah, but the problem with that is that's not reality. Like, so perception is reality, and and we know that the majority of America doesn't have the ability to critically think like that and to and interpret what Donald Trump is trying to say. The major they, majority. They hear what and he, that's what I said. That's the problem. So, that's so that, that's I agree with like, I don't know. I don't I know what anybody in this you. room's opinion on white privilege is, but um, 
I do believe that it's that it's a real thing that exists, and I I believe that this is like one specific area where like that's evident is it's easy for a white person to say like, Oh, well just think critically and read past his rhetoric. But Hispanic people have to live with that reality that the majority of people that listen to Donald Trump and believe everything that he says are going to listen to this broad paintbrush and they're going to treat, they're going to be treated differently and it's actually really going to affect their life. Yes. I understand like my, that. Yeah. My wife was literally like in fucking tears today talking about like, so my wife kind of, she, if you looked at her, you wouldn't immediately say she's Hispanic. Like she's, she's not like, a, I've met the, her. I know she's her. not like the stereotypical. I, I, I would agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. But her mother is like, she has darker skin, darker features and stuff like that. And Andrea was saying to me today, like, like at a certain point, like I, I question how much she, how much fear she has over a lot, a lot of this stuff too. I'm like, sure. why are you so scared? Like, I, I, tr- I have like enough trust in the system that I'm not worried about Donald Trump staying in office longer than he's allowed to. Mm-hmm. If you know, if he loses the election, there are processes in place, whatever that's going to happen. She, yeah. even with fucking Joe Biden flipping Georgia, flipping Arizona, flipping Nevada, all of these states and shit like that, she's still fucking trembling right now. Because she is worried about the backlash from the people that listen uh, and don't think critically, and they're just following fucking Donald Trump. And 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 it clicked with me today because she fucking kind of explained it a little bit more. And she said, you know, I'm not even so much worried about myself or us. I'm worried about my fucking parents because if they go into public, people know that they're fucking Hispanic. And if Hispanics are mostly voting for, for Joe Biden, then what's going to stop some fucking ignorant trump supporter from attacking them just because they're fucking hispanic and it has happened to them like they've been fucking told to to, they've been run out of fucking grocery store or try at least tried to been run out of a grocery store just because they spoke spanish so it's something that they actually have to live with i hear you and 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 we live in the atlanta area and i've been my job requires that i go into uh neighborhoods that i'm not from and i've been (laughs) i've been uh, surrounded by people that don't look like me. Um, I've had my truck surrounded. I've been questioned very aggressively and been running out of many places. But I don't take that as, well, all of the people that are like that must think all that that way. And I, I know that I'm speaking from a point of understanding the differences between like those people don't get it, so I'm not bothered by it. Um. But I think that the, I think that the fear, and this is the biggest thing that we touched on on uh, last episode, was the fear is the problem, and the fear is what is selling everybody to act. Nine eleven. That's when it started. This is the America is the great experiment. It always has been since the day they fucking landed here, and and started fucking killing all the natives. That it's an experiment. <laughs> It's an experiment in fucking. It is, dude. That's why. That's why we're talking about white privilege and white. It's white men that came here and wrote that shit. Yeah. That everybody lives by. And and any, yeah. 
And and they say we're a nation of immigrants. Yeah, as long as you're from Ireland or Scotland or fucking <laughs> yeah, somewhere in, over in Europe where everybody's white. Yes, you're in, you're and that only happened. To, that happened eventually because at first right. it wasn't. Yeah, uh, they didn't want I, the Irish I, or the Italians. Italians were not yeah, white at a certain exactly. point, and Irish were not white uh, yeah, at a certain Irish point. Irish were spit on and potatoes and shit throwing at them, and they. I mean, they were doing some evil shit to Irish, and I have a very different view on race than a lot of even people in my family. Because none of the people in my family lived through what the way I lived through it, you know? They all grew up in segregated parts of town. It was all the white people live here, the black people live here. They never mingle. And when they do, it's only bad shit and people hanging from trees. That was that was the that was the mentality that was their experience. Of, of that was the mentality of the people that now I'm fifty three years old. So I put that mentality in anyone, I'm 53, I put that mentality in anybody that is 65 years or older and comes from the South in the United States of America. I put that mentality on all of them. That's Lindsey Graham. That's fucking Mitch McConnell. It's my parents. It's, it's all, of these, all of these fuckers that are up there, they all grew up with racism. And I'm I'm talking about they grew up on the racist side of racism. Now, and I I firmly believe this. I think by the time you're 16 to 18 years old, you're basically the person you're going to become. That's it. It, Now, now I know you still make stupid decisions and shit like that, but you view people how you're going to view them. If you went to school and you had black friends and you had... Mexican friends and you had Cuban friends, you're going to view that community in a completely different way than if you went to an all white school and then you wind up in an all Cuban neighborhood or you wind up in an all black neighborhood. It's, it's a different mindset. Anybody over 65 years old does not have the, they don't have the youth enough for the people that are coming up under them. And they are too old and set in their ways uh, for the people that are above. You know what I'm right. saying? There yeah, is. Well, you, no, for sure. And that's exactly what David said before, that perception's reality. I mean, if you are living in a, you know, that is your perception that all you're seeing yeah. is a certain a situation, then you are going to react in kind. Right. And Donald Trump, he can say he's not racist all he wants to. That motherfucker is one of the most racist people to walk the planet. Yeah. So I've, I'm I'm in a and we've got an issue with my parents right now. My parents are both they're born in '53 and '54. They're and they're they're well into their sixties, um, and they have said some really fucking racist shit. And they don't understand that it's racist. At, like they That's literally, my point. That it's is not yeah. like like they don't have any kind of malicious intent behind their words. But it's because they don't actually understand that their words are malicious. Yes, and mm. um, that's a fucking issue. So yeah. like right now, you know, I well, there's a little bit too much, a little too too personal. But no, there, I, there I, are sure. issues within my family because the fact that the, the type of shit my parents there's say issues in. Every no, family I'm, right I'm now. married to a fuck. I'm married to a, a Cuban immigrant, and I have a son yes. with her. So my son is half Cuban, right? And my in-laws are all fucking literally from Cuba, right? And my parents are 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 constantly sharing shit on Facebook about uh, nasty shit about immigrants, yes, specifically about Hispanic right. immigrants, right. like. 
it, how the fuck am I supposed to have a good relationship right, with look, my family, look, my fucking look, wife and son? That, that, yeah. That's the thing. No, you, I, you are the you are the one that's going to break the fucking cycle for what's coming next. Just like I'm the one that's breaking the cycle in my family. My family, dude. My family is. I'm the youngest member. Uh, I'm the youngest kid. Uh, I was a mistake, guaranteed. I was a mistake. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Especially when I see where I came, come from. I got to be a mistake. But uh, I mean, it's not, oh, come on, it's, Doug. Look, it's, it's not that I don't love my family. I love them. I, I love them. I love them with all my heart. But I, I can't be around them. You know what I mean? They, they, they have views on race, and and they say things that. I, I don't even think they realize um, it's just like what you're saying. They don't realize what they're saying. And when you grow up, like I said, like I said, you're the, you're the one that's going to break it. You're the, you're the break. And, and it's because you're the age. It's because, <laughs> it's because you're, you grew up in a, you grew up in what my generation started. My generation started a, like I said, when I was a little kid, it was all white schools. It was, and if you had people from, there were people from Vietnam and all that shit that were coming over, and they had their own classroom and their own, you know, that there was no mingling amongst it. And then I was the generation that was the test. And same way with Kamala Harris. She's, she, she, all the shit that she talks about, I lived through that same shit. But instead of living through it in fucking California, where the fuck she was, Canada. I was in Alabama. I was in the most racist fucking state of all at that time. Oh, come on. Georgia and was pretty racist, it, too. Uh, you can't, you can't take maybe. all the racism from us. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, like I said, I can't even describe it, man. I can't. I, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking See, about. See, my, my big problem is, is when I go around people that I love and care about, and I hear a few of them now that have recently passed, uh, they would welcomely and openly drop the end bomb. Should I be more pissed off about that? Or should I be more pissed off about this new, you must be anti-racist because you're inherently racist. If you're white, because your privilege, uh, preludes you into any circumstance. Both of them. I want to say, Hey, fuck off. Fuck off. How about individualism? How about the idea of this modern day racism is just a collective class that that we are now all of a sudden beholden to only because we have to buy into the fact that you're already predetermined to be something based on your race. This whole idea of white privilege is I don't give two fucks about what your life experience is, where you come from, where you grew up. What matters to you or how you think, the fact that you're white, you have to understand that you get privileges over other people just based on your race. That is an immediately, and without a question of a doubt, collectivism and racism. You're saying you, you're placing value on someone based on their race, regardless whether or not it's true, because it's already implied that it's true. And if you disagree with me, you're a bigot, you're a racist, fuck you. I say to the both camps that want to drop in bombs and lynch black people, uh, I, I treat them the same way that I treat the new modern anti-racist crowd. You're, you're both fighting from 
different corners of the same battleground. And I'm like 1,300 miles away because I don't even want to entertain what the fuck you're talking about. Because in the end, what happens is, is that you either fall in line or you get ridiculed based on your race. And, and if you fall in line, you're buying into the idea that you're only thinking uh, what you think and you've only accomplished what you've accomplished because of the color of your skin. Tell me what instance that that's not the most racist shit ever. Can somebody please explain to me how this whole new woke uh, idea of, well, obviously white privilege exists because the color of your skin garners more attention than you as your individual. If I was to believe in that, I have to, I have to shed all of my prior uh, non-racist tendencies. So I understand where you're coming from. And I, I I feel like it's just a little bit too like simple for like we can't put it back in the bag at this point. Like <laughs> race has, has sprung out into this huge yeah, issue. So then and we at the, have and to at talk the base of it. it, the base of it, it goes back to what we've been talking about about party politics. Sure. And fear. You were talking about fear. Like yeah. the issue is fear. Uh if you listen to the or read the the George Washington farewell address, he specifically talks about why he doesn't want America to do the same shit that England did and have party politics control the narrative because they literally fear monger. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, but we're, we're past that. Like it's already a thing. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to like white privilege, I feel like, like maybe there's a stigma around white privilege and you feel like when you hear white privilege, you feel attacked or you feel, I don't, I don't exactly know how to put it into words, but basically like the way that I see white privilege is not necessarily like you didn't do anything wrong. Like you were born, you were born white. You can't help the fact that you're white, right? Right. Didn't but check that box before I left the mama's YouTube. There room. are all types of privileges. I think that, I think the most actually like the most influential privilege that anybody has is, is class privilege. Yes. It's money. However, there is still white privilege in that. So even if you're poor, if you're a poor white person, you still have some privileges of being white compared to a poor black person or a poor, poor Hispanic person. So I, I there, think there's like there's stigmas and there's ways of talking about this conversation that don't necessarily have to demonize white people for being white, but still acknowledge the fact that there are like inherent values or like benefits to being white. Without like saying that like you're you're a bad person because you're white, it's class. It's I, just I, I like think, what you just I said. It's class. I, I agree more with it's Doug all- because what I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm getting to the heart of because we do live in the Atlanta area. But class the, goes back to race though because you can't not in Atlanta, not in Atlanta. And what I was going to say is living in Atlanta, this whole white privilege thing just doesn't doesn't even halfway add up because. We are in the mecca of black successville. That's a really good anecdote. But if you're um, Jim's age or my bad, uh, Doug's age, mm-hmm. so Doug, anybody that is Doug's age that went to school with Doug mm-hmm. does not have like if they're black and they went to school with Doug, they don't have the same benefits that Doug had because his parents were afforded a better education system, yeah. right? So this is not even this isn't something that's so far removed as ra- as as slavery. This is like a fucking seventy six. Seventy six. This is one generation away. Yeah. Like my parents are older than than he is. Right. Right. 
Okay. So, so, so my point is, is that hold on. Atlanta. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. people like his parents mm-hmm. and even people his age were afforded the the ability to uh, own property when black people were not. Uh, sure. Accumulate wealth. Accumulate education. Like there's all these things that just one generation back were allowed to do, and people our age, like we don't see it. It's too nuanced for us to see it. But if you actually pay pay attention to like just one generation removed, it's it's just not the same. No, like the, I know it's not. How, it's how not. many different black families okay. have the same? I I will agree with you on the basis of yeah, it was written into law that black people couldn't own land. I I was a land surveyor for a number of years before I got into the industry that I'm in now. I've gone back to the courthouses and had to pull up deeds to plots of land uh, when there was, you know, a reason to survey it or if there was a land dispute. And I went back to the 19, all the way back to 1952, where it it said in law, a black person was not. a lot later than the 50s, too. Well, I'm just, I can only attest (laughs) to what I've seen. But it said in law that a black person was not eligible legally to own that piece of land. Right. The funny thing is, is I would be doing a survey for a black person at that point in time. So. But that automatically puts them like a fucking. It's like, think about a drag race and giving somebody a fucking head start on a drag race. It's like, yeah, well, now that black person can own that property, but their family wasn't allowed to own that property and accumulate the wealth that came from owning that property over time. I'm agreeing with everything. I'm agreeing with everything. That was an anecdotal thing saying, I've seen that where it was written into law and that now has been uh, accomplished, circumvented. We, we've made strides. That is something worth celebrating. Not worth holding over everybody's head today and just saying, look how bad things used to be. And this is the reason why you're still behind. And that's where I say stigma. If you look before, if you look as far as America before the Civil Rights Act and before the welfare state came into being, you saw a mass increase and a mass just overwhelming sense or not sense, but reality of black accomplishment ownership business ownership wealth you saw a mass progress sense of black wealth just after the industrial revolution blacks were freed and then within 50 to 70 years black americans accumulated more wealth more autonomy than they ever have in any span of american history it's all out there. You can go look at it. It exists. The thing that killed the black entrepreneurship and success plan that was already in place, which to me is the most racist shit ever, is implementing civil rights laws and the welfare state where you immediately get black Americans dependent on government outreach into their neighborhoods because obviously blacks can't accomplish anything that the white man has because we're so full of privilege that we must step in and intervene that what ends up happening now four generations later is they are now impoverished they're now destitute they now have to result to more criminal entities to make money because there's no opportunities in their neighborhoods because no 
worthwhile businesses will invest in those areas. And now you have just people just on the government doll voting 90% Democrat or 90% one party rule because they've made all these promises that will take care of you instead of releasing a reins on you and allowing you to go out and be your own individual. You must remain black. You are black. Black Americans had the best moment of prosperity when they had a nuclear family and they were able to own their own business. You take away the business opportunities and you separate the father from the home, you're going to get nothing but a fractured black portion of the populace that now is dependent on the government to make up for the fact that they're not allowed to go and achieve on their own. One administration did that. Reagan. Reagan started everything that we're living with. It right started now. before that. No, it didn't. No. no, I watched it, dude. I watched the crack. I watched the crack epidemic explode like a fucking nuclear bomb. Thank you. I watched it. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, it's, it it's a lot more nuanced. We've talked about this before, man. We've talked it about it. It started this. with Lyndon Johnson. No, look, look, no. It started with Ronald fucking Reagan. Look, all the shit that went on before Reagan, I, I know I lived it, dude. I was there. I lived through it. The greatest, the 80s were the greatest time for me because I was out there playing fucking metal and just living the fucking dream. Rail I was lines. living the dream. But while that was going on, while that was going on, every fucking black neighborhood in America was being seeded with crack cocaine that was being flown in by the U.S. government. Which was the final so, approach. Yeah, it started with Lyndon B. Johnson. You don't get 9-11 uh, because of 2000. You get 9-11 because of the 1980s and the 1990s, and then you get 9-11. You left that part out, though. You said that now they're impoverished, and now they're this, and now they're that, but you only blamed it on civil rights and uh, welfare, but you've completely forgot the part about after welfare after we after we after we finally said hey black people are actually equal the government said oh well let's fucking stomp that shit out yes. by making drugs certain specific drugs yes. illegal some of them even more illegal yes. and then pumping those into black neighborhoods and fucking incarcerating and them yeah, that, to the white man that, look, look look no 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 hold on real quick i agree with you that is a step up to what i was saying it wasn't just <laughs> this was the only thing that i was saying and then everything afterwards was up to black people. No, it was government intervention immediately, the welfare state being enacted in the 60s, and everything after. You know, the welfare state was originally, like, the, the person that they used as, like, their, their poster person, they didn't come out and say this, but the welfare queen mm -hmm. was a white person. Yes. That was a white woman. Yes. Yeah, she hates black people, obviously. Same, <laughs> same thing with the leader of the Planned Parenthood thing yeah. that wanted eugenics for blacks. I agree with you. White, a bunch of white people back in the day wanted to off a lot of black people, and they used the government to do it. I, what else? Look, when crack <laughs> was introduced into the black neighborhoods, it created wealth in the black neighborhoods that that we're living with today. All the rappers, all the all the people that started in hip hop. I mean, I'm talking ninety five percent of them. The game that got them into hip hop was fucking selling crack, yeah. slinging dope. So everything that we're living with right now, it all points to that point in time. Yeah. When crack came into the neighborhoods, that's when the militarization of the police started Joe to Biden. cause the fucking 
uh, blacks were getting fucking machine guns and Uzis and shit from the Mexican cartels that were fucking selling them to the U.S. government. The government was fucking throwing them in the hood and they were making this shit and it was all You're under, all saying and everything it was all that under a Republican saying. administration that everybody looks at as the fucking gold standard of Republican administrations. Everybody thinks Ronald Reagan is a god. Ronald Reagan was a cocksucker. Ronald Reagan, that motherfucker, that motherfucker <laughs> did more shit that brought this country to he, its knees. He is the Republican Obama. He's yeah, a fucking eloquent speaker, but his fucking policy is trash. Yeah, shit. and Donald Trump Total is a shit. 1980s Democrat. It's both parties. They're right. all is, complicit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm They're just all saying, complicit. I'm just saying how we're all we saying got the to same where we're at. Thing. Well, I, I just felt like you kind of like simplified that you know black people are impoverished now as if they weren't impoverished when the Civil Rights Act happened. Right. And it's only because of the Civil Rights Act and only because of uh, the welfare state when realistically, that's the, a the bad, government. That's a bet on me. The that's a bet on me. Then the government continued yeah. to attack them in multiple ways, and they were like, "Yeah, you can have your, you can, we can put it on paper that you're equal to white people, but we're gonna fucking come up with more policy to to stomp you out, stomp you out." And the crack thing is a perfect example yes. of fucking white privilege, yes. yeah, because. Cocaine, powder cocaine yes. was not fucking... And it was all over Wall Street powder, in the 80s, powder, dude. It still is. It was everywhere. Everything that both of y'all are saying is exactly why I'm a libertarian. Because I see this state as the most effective evil. Now, whether you want to put a race to it, or put this to it, or put a, that to it, it all comes down to who's in the power to actually make that shit happen. It's the fucking state. Yeah. Now, if you don't have such a powerful state, if you don't have such a powerful position in the state like president, where we're still sitting here wondering, oh, I don't know, is it going to be this guy or is it going to be this guy? Either way, they're all going to suck dick because I'm a libertarian because I'm against the power of the state that has the power to enact the drug laws and the drug rules, the welfare state. And everything else that's ever come out of the government because the state is the fucking problem. Back before there was an income tax and a state tax, a, a capital gains tax, uh, imperialistic ideals and foreign nations and everything else that we can all agree that is bad, that is a waste of money and a waste of American effort, that's where I'm at. And if we want to get stuck we just, in... We just made the case for fucking less government. Thank you. And ending the war on drugs. No, I know, but it's not going to happen. That's my yeah. point. That's my point yeah. about but, all of this. But this week, one thing that did make a major march in that direction, Doug, yes. and we do, have to, we do have to acknowledge this. Yes. The war on drugs is over. Well, in one state it is. Oh, and in D.C. Fuck. and in seven other states. No. Uh... It's well, going to bite us in the ass. Oregon's going to bite us in the ass. Oregon is, yes. But that's because they went too far. You got to understand. I don't think they went too far. I think, I think the either. wrong state went too far. Yes. I think, I think Oregon's no matter... fucking government is garbage. They, you've seen this with the, well, fucking, yeah. the riots and shit like that. Like, they literally just have fucking a hands-off approach. Sure. They're not going to control... Like you, you. Okay, so to deregulate drugs, or, or not deregulate, to decriminalize drugs or legalize drugs, you still have to regulate they drugs. They decriminalize because you still get a fine... Yeah. Um, yeah, you get a fine. You get a hundred dollar fine. If it's legalized, you don't the, get any look, fine. No, this is the way the law works. You can go to jail, just like you go to jail now, or you can pay a hundred dollar fine and go to rehab. Yeah, right. that's which the, is that's the way. And they're using 
Legalized means you can totally do all that shit. Right. And nobody pays it any mind. Right. In fact, thank you. Still regulated though. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. My point is, in all this, and I agree with you, Oregon and those Antifa fucks are going to fuck it up for the rest of the day. Na- mark me down now. Episode 25. Oregon will be the reason why drugs go back illegal on a national level because they will mishandle this opportunity. However, right now in the short term, we got to we got to give a little bit of a whoop whoop. Um, New the, Jersey, the drug war took a massive kick in the balls. Yeah, it did. It did. I just made a bunch of fucking money on pot stocks. I did too. Hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You show me your shit. I bought some of that shit. Hopefully, I just upped your stocks. You're welcome. <laughs> My point is. The fact that the fact sell, that that's hey, not even be like careful to sell it not too long after Biden officially gets elected because it's going to go back down at some point. My point is is the fact that psilocybin mushrooms got legalized in D.C. We got legalized in seven states. All drugs known to man got just completely unreprimanded in Oregon. Hey, Oregon. I don't know, man. Just peel it back a bit. Yeah, don't you lived in up. Oregon. Yeah. Did, yeah, I did. Well, our, opinion, I'm not surprised. Thoughts? They're gonna. Fuck oh, it. they fucked everything up. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, no, give us hope. No, there's no hope. Oh, I mean, Jesus as far Christ. as the implementation, I need drugs. I can't deal with this. He doesn't live hope. in Oregon anymore, does he? <laughs> no, dude. The implementation of every program, it, it, it pretty much, they report something. This is how it's supposed to work especially with dispensaries, and then you walk into the dispensary and they're like, that shit ain't happening. It's like, it, it was a nice dream, but it, it it's just not working out that way. And so that's exactly how things work there. It's pretty much, we're going to sell you what we want to happen, but the reality of what's actually going to happen is going to depend on how it actually rolls out. And that is the problem. They don't come out with actual standards. They don't or, really no, no, think no. it all more, the way through. More, more importantly, standards that they could actually meet. It's all pie in the sky shit. Instead of laying out realistic expectations that are measurable, they completely bypass all that. So, I mean, I wish I had some actual realistic you know, uh, like, you know, ratios that I could actually lay out for you. But I, hey, you know, I, I was interested because, again, I don't want to take my Georgia privilege and act like I know what's going on <laughs> in Oregon. But I, I have a completely different outlook than most Oregonians that I knew. So I, I will say that. I mean, I only live there. You got to, you got to remember, I was there for two years, which does not really. You know, uh, tell us it's, everything. It's, it's about enough everything. to give you a perspective without falling into the fucking group thought, though. Exactly. Yeah, without being a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why the way you said citizen <laughs> right. sounds very like. <laughs> to me, it implied like he's a, he's an illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, it, I, I, I thought like Hunger Oregon. Games, like more like authoritarian. Like, uh, are you a citizen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Show me your papers. Can All I right, see so, your papers? So finally. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave three. it. I'll, I'll leave Holy it after shit, this. We're still on your list. <laughs> hey man, I like to bring people along for a ride. Now I'm done with my notes. My my okay, notes. Good. We we've kind of we we kind of talked about. Like I'll even leave Josh Shapiro alone in Pennsylvania, who said the fucked up shit that he said before the election even started. Anyway, 
all that I ever want to accomplish out of this podcast is only to get people to think. To think Be you're critical. Right. <laughs> Critically think. I only want people and to you got think me, I'm you right. You got me with that exact point earlier. You That's got, it. And, and I thought. Yeah, you, well, have, to, it, you uh, have to. You've got to think, man. People... That's the that's the if thing. you immediately rush to a thing. defensive measure to to pwn me or you know to <laughs> whatever pwn then you're me. then you're probably I'd love to pwn you. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> he is then you're probably you're probably not out for the right reasons. One thing that I did share, I think, with you, David, like a month ago or within the past month is it's David. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll get better <laughs> at it. Is if you're not willing to be wrong. Politics isn't your game. Yeah. And that needs to be, I think, further stressed because right now, everybody in politics never wants to be wrong. Well, yeah, it was like this same. Who was the president that said, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's it's the same. It's the same shit. It's. There's so mu- there's just too much noise, man. Well, there's too the, much noise from all over the fucking. Being place. correct yeah. is not an individual game; it's a group effort. It it cannot be met upon one person's beliefs. We all have to get in there. We all have to contribute because there's no absolutes. Only on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, uh, eventually the there could absolutes be are. only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> hmm. Fuck yeah, but. Eventually, yeah, it could turn out that one person out of everybody was correct. But the way to get there is is to just continue being correct. Don't demand people come to you. Just be who you are and be ready for when people find you. If you do have the best ideas, and this is why I joined the Libertarian Party. Or I didn't join. I'm not a dude. I'll never pay money to a, a car. We're, car we're, we're small L Libertarians. We're not yes, big Yes, I'm, I'm lowercase L. Um, because I don't believe in party politics, but I understand mm-hmm. they exist. My point is, is if, if you are correct, don't demand people come to you. Just continue to demand that you remain correct. People will find truth if that's what they seek out. And if the entire human populace doesn't want to find it, then, uh, I don't know, find an island somewhere. Mm-hmm. Take personal responsibility to get the fuck out. I heard there's one available now. It's, uh... Like in the Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. 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 Epstein Isle. I say we all yeah. throw in on that. Next podcast coming to you live from yeah. Epstein Island. By the way, I got dibs on top bunk. Oh. Can we share? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I see some stains on both of the bunks. Ooh, I think yeah. I might have to burn this whole house down. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like I've been making all these points, but uh, right now we're just having fun. Let's see. Are there any more points in Jim's long list of points? <laughs> I do have one. I do. Ha- I I do have one. What's more important as a libertarian? Here's my recommendation, and that is get five percent of the House or Senate, or better yet, get your state House slash Senate to be libertarian. Do that first. Get at least five percent of your local House and Senate representatives to be libertarian. That's something that you can probably actually have a much bigger effect on. And once you once you get that, then you'll be able to actually start building on an actual opportunity of a libertarian-minded individual becoming president one day. And if, get rid of all the old fucks in D.C. And if nothing yes. else, you actually start affecting state-level 
uh, legislation that's getting passed. Because if you have at least, I don't know, let's just say to make numbers simple, you have a hundred representatives and four of them are eight of them are libertarian. Good luck getting anything passed on party lines. And then that's when principle will take over. And if you actually have some genuine principled people, now the shit actually starts to turn pretty fucking fast based on principle. I just think it's wild that there's mandatory retirement for any job that you have in any company, any corporation. They have a mandatory retirement age. It's either 67 or in some cases they will let you go to 72. But that does not exist in politics. There is no... There's no fucking term limit. Look at Strom Thurmond. He's going to be, that man was a hundred years old. They had to hold him up. Uh, I mean, this dude was, it's insane. That is the, that's the biggest thing that is wrong with this country is old fucking racist white fucks running everything. And Strom Thurmond? Was undeniably a fucking piece of shit racist. Yes. That was a conservative Democrat that switched to the Republican Party. Yes. But Joe Biden, from fucking day one, fucking buddied up with him and signed every fucking bill, every racist fucking criminal justice go. bill that, like, they, they were fucking... They were bipartisan, I guess you could say, but they were both fucking racist Democrats at one point. Yeah. So you know how you combat Strom Thurmond? You get about five or six libertarians in there on the house level, and you stop that shit. So I stand by my uh, suggestion to the modern American political. I agree. <laughs> you don't want no more strums. You, do. you don't want no more strums. Get some. And me, get some yell in there. <laughs> All right. And finally, I gotta leave it. At, I gotta leave it at this. Um, I'm sorry, Dave. No, but we've already got this. Don't see anything we can do to fix it. I hear you. Go. All right. Sorry, David, but we've already talked about it, but it's in my notes, so I must read. Joe Jorgensen got one-third of the Gary Johnson vote. Fuck Joe Jorgensen. My point is, is that Joe Jorgensen lost 63% of the vote that the Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, who didn't know what the fuck Aleppo was, um, in 2020 will go down as the... Best possible scenario year for a libertarian candidate in the history of the ideals of libertarianism. You had a year where one side was obviously fighting another and impeached a president over some bullshit that we all fucking agreed upon. That doesn't matter because we still went forward and locked down an entire populace based on COVID. If you're going to blow it up, come be a libertarian. Well, I uh, dude, you got four years. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. another four no, years. She but. she fucked she fucked us on that. Like I don't. So I I'm, did a terrible job <laughs> just explaining everything. By the way, I I forgot half the shit I wanted to say. But the most no, government I mean, overreach it's ever. Just fucking stupid. Like this uh, year. Sorry. No, I, I well, also you. I mean, yeah. I guess you didn't touch on the fact that you've got two fucking racist old white dudes that are fucking running it that are not. St- specifically opposed to the war they're not specifically opposed to fucking the war on drugs they're not specifically opposed to a lot of things that libertarian candidates are speaking up about yeah. that a lot of the american public are speaking up about like specifically criminal justice reform uh the war on drugs and the wars abroad 
So there was a huge and huge potential. And two A. Oh, Second Amendment. Yeah, it's a fucking huge one, yeah. dude. Second Amendment. I don't, I don't want to break you off of what you. No, go ahead. We're going off on. But your videos, I think the first one was a satirical video uh, for Trump, but a handful of videos that Doug and I have thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Is when you call out Trump for the shit that he doesn't ever get called out. Right. On. Yeah. Because to me, that's the only thing that's important. Everything else that gets brought up, you know, from the, the approved cathedral of ideas is, no, oh, no, he's just a meanie. It's like, but he's restricting gun rights and he's carried out a lot of stuff <laughs> like the fact that the you're Obama. not bringing up the fact that from i Obama. can't shoot my gun the way that i choose Ooh, fuck you he's right. kept a lot of so, that shit on the book so the things that you've brought up especially in your trump sarcasm video i loved making that video that was that was very fun the joe biden one was was very fun too yeah that was uh, but yeah, the the Trump one I feel like got a little bit better traction. That video was the first one where we actually were like, dude, we're we're talking about it. Yeah. Well, you had talked about doing a, like a little segment on the episode, but I think the the problem with fucking trying to plan ahead in this environment, right. if you're talking about politics in a podcast, is like literally tomorrow something new's gonna I know. happen. So and it's, it's gonna, gonna, yeah. it's gonna throw total, that shit out. Yeah, and it's gonna yeah. totally be so fucking big. That anything you said, uh, right? right. That. It's so usually that you mentioned it, but you were like, you had originally said like you were going to do like some detail on it. No, David, I, as we're yeah. usually editing shit, something big happens. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're like, fuck, how, how did that happen? We didn't cover like, it. Like, what yeah. the fuck is this? fucking old ass piece of shit talking about right now it's probably <laughs> probably something that could change our plans for the next week nice you never know talking about trump not conceding imagine that well yeah, yeah cnn is gonna be like trump's never gonna leave but trump is also saying i'm never gonna leave <laughs> yeah he is and he's saying and if i lose to this guy who knows maybe i'll leave the country the office of the presidency doesn't fucking matter and the quicker people accept that shit the quicker we don't have to deal with this shit this whole week. Only thing it does it's, is makes millionaires I f- I billionaires. Feel like it, I feel like it actually matters a lot more than than you're implying that it matters. Sadly, it's it supposed does. to not matter that much. Yeah, but it in fact does matter very much, as we can I see know. from fucking Donald Trump enacting uh, gun, gun gun legislation that yeah. he was never supposed to fucking have the the right to do. Uh, declaring, well, not even declaring war, but just fucking sending troops wherever they want. Um, a minute ago, I actually wanted to bring this up too. I can't remember exactly what it was about, but, um, so my, my constitutional law professor had, oh, now I remember. Um, he, he has multiple books out. One is on originalism. It's called originalism as faith. And there's another one called supreme myths. Why the Supreme court is not a court and the justices are not judges. I've heard of that book. Mm-hmm. He he's like a fucking very well known Supreme Court critic, right. and that's the guy that's right. teaching me constitutional law. I love it; it's yeah. fucking awesome. Nice. Cool. He's a progressive yeah. liberal, but he doesn't wear that hat. Right. Well, he sometimes wears that hat in class, but he makes it. He he announces himself when he does it. But he has been so fucking transparent, and also like even handed. I feel like like he gets shit from liberals and progressives because he does this, but he's very transparent and and fair even handed when he talks about the constitutionality of, of different presidents, whether they're fucking Republican or Democrat. Right. So like, for example, Obama, when we got to the topic of, of the fucking, um, the authorization of use of military forces is is what Congress enacted in 2001 for, 
um, the president to be able to essentially send mm-hmm. troops and do whatever the fuck they want and in, the, in the name of anti-terrorism. <laughs> yes. Um, that was specifically enacted only for 9-11 and the people that, that did 9-11 and them planning future 9-11 type shit. Like, it, it wasn't just supposed to be a broad stroke of anti-terrorism uh, the bullshit. The income tax was only supposed to be for World War II. Right. That was and it, it was but, only but, supposed to be to those actually <laughs> earning uh, yeah. the top earners. Yeah. yeah. But and it was only due to uh, terror. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm you're sorry. good. My it, it, my, my point tough. was like, uh, and I also want to add this because I feel like it's valuable. It is an anecdote, but people talk about like liberal indoctrination. There are, um, there are professors and and like I've I've seen it in my criminal justice bachelor's degree, and now I've seen it in my my law degree at Georgia State University. There are a lot of professors, most of them, I would say, are very good about separating their liberal tendencies from their class. Right. They're like one of my my state and local professor, he literally will not even fucking say what, like, which way he leans. He, he brings up a topic and he talks about it in class and he says, um, you know, these are the facts. Let's remove our emotions from these facts. Let's just talk about it from a technical, you know, analysis of the what does the Constitution say? What does state law let us say about this? Like right. that kind of shit. So there's there's literally no discussion about political parties whatsoever. That's good. So that's the way it should I think be. that's great. Yeah, that's and, the way it should and, be. And this liberal progressive um, constitutional law professor has specifically said to the class, "Yeah, I'm a liberal progressive, but." Barack Obama was very unconstitutional in the way that he fucking bombed right. like six different majority Muslim countries yes. yep. and did it without a declaration of war from Congress. Yeah, drones, so I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. The, the mm-hmm. drone shit yeah, that he did, man, was it's off oh, the chain. Obama and the things that he actually did droned an American citizen and bombed up some uh, Doctors Without Borders camps and but he had great speeches. You have no idea. Like, Obama was just the best. Come on. It's Trump we're against now. Get with us. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. If you're the first black president and you can't get permanent funding for HBCUs and Trump does, I'm not saying that Trump is like the king of all black people. I'm just saying as the first black president, oops. Well, it's just funny how the Republicans kept trying to Say Obama was a Muslim. Obama's a Muslim, but they do stamp sure killing a lot of them. I mean, that's my mom. It was, you know, my mom was sharing fake news. That's the funniest thing too. Yeah. Is that the fucking wait? People, are we just moving the fuck off the black president, and not giving money to black people? No, I was actually gonna, I was going to talk about that. Um, I'm we we're going to have to fact check that. So I don't know if, I don't know <laughs> if we need to pause for that or what. Do. But I'm pretty sure I read something the other day that said that that Obama definitely did fund them. I think Donald Trump just funded them more. Which is a good thing. And permanently. He, he he took out this whole, like, you got to come back to Washington. I don't and, think and it was permanently. I think it was just for a longer period of time. It was like for 10 years instead of one year or something like well, that. Well, I'm it trying, was like, to, I th- I'm I think trying Obama, to find lines where I'm supposed to be upset and I haven't I haven't gotten them. Right. No, no, no. I, no. I, I 1,000% agree. I've yeah. actually, like, so I I made a post like, like a week or so ago about specifically about this because it was, it was after the last um, the last presi- I think only presidential the, the debate. ones. <laughs> algorithm. Yeah, exactly. So that algorithm. No, I, I, I specifically asked for people to um, to refute the argument that Donald Trump has done more for black people since any other president since Abraham Lincoln. Um, because I was looking at the shit and I was like, yeah, actually Donald Trump has done a lot of 
a lot of really good stuff for the black community. Right. right. Uh, the historically black university or colleges and universities funding is one of them. Uh, he has been open-minded and listened to criminal justice reform. He's enacted criminal justice reform. He was reactive to the police, uh, all of the riots and protests in June. He came he, out with he created did, the national database or supported the national database for any officer that has abuse claims. That was that. part of his executive order that didn't in June exist before. that he enacted as a fucking reaction to the protest. His rhetoric was shit about it and that's where he fucking, that's that's really his, one of his biggest downfalls is just his fucking mouth and his yeah. Twitter account. Yeah, that's his, that is his biggest downfall. But he just doesn't fucking, um, like, yeah, I don't know. But to your point, I think Barack Obama did fund historically black colleges and universities and i think every president as far as i know typically does do yeah. that but yes on Donald a shorter term basis right i feel like we were talking about something that when i started talking about that whole oh no i was just talking about you know how the how the how the republicans always said he you know claimed he was a muslim and he was it Obama and he was killing oh, more yeah, Muslims yeah. and okay yeah and that's then, what it was and then the and same with the Fast and Furious that there was a look this is the way I feel about Obama my wife has a pre-existing condition Obama will f forever be her hero they wouldn't even write her a policy until Obama became the president and passed the Affordable Care Act now given that I've said this many times the only president that has ever directly affected me was Obama. That's the only thing that's ever directly affected me. Everything else is just fucking whitewashed for the fucking masses. Now, he, did he do fucked up shit? Absolutely he did fucked up shit. They all do. They All, all the presidents Every single do. one. Because, because they all... It's a power trip, man. You gotta... Even the mentality to want to be... Would you want to be the president of the United States? Yes. You would want to do that. No, I'm for real. Not, I, I would like to do it just because I feel like I wouldn't be a piece of shit. And but I feel like we have pieces I'm, of shit. I'm with David. I would totally do it. But yeah, I, I totally would. I do not want that job. I, I, I would want to do job. it. I would want to do it to take power away from myself in that position. Well, well, I mean, but you my would only power would be to do I'm, that. I'm here to abolish all well, not necessarily. You just, you just don't act on the power that no, you have. No, I, I know. But look, this is the thing. It's the Senate. Dude, it all comes down to the Senate. Well, the problem is if you're it, asking two libertarians, you, what would you do if you had the power? I know, it's like, I would just no, I immediately get rid of the power. What I'm, what I'm saying is... We're not saying is, governors take care of this shit. What I'm saying is, is would you want the job in its current fucking form? Yeah, yeah I would got, just say, I would just say, hey, uh, Congress, this sounds like something that you need to fucking deal with because this isn't the president's job. Well, yeah. the, We'd and, have an and, early lunch because it, it, as far as we're concerned, libertarians have the answer to the state okay and the state is all the sources of yeah. all of our problems so, so now this is so where me you and you the state we're good this is where me and you buttheads though i feel yeah. like to, to a certain extent is that uh with the pandemic it's it's not the president's job to tell a state what to do in the pandemic it's the mm -hmm. governor's job and they have police authorities under the the 10th amendment of the constitution and through the constitution of the state yeah. to decide what they need to do to enact um it has to be um what's it reasonable it has to be reasonable restrictions yes but that's up for individual governors to decide so if a governor decides to enforce any type of restriction then that's not necessarily an unconstitutional thing just because they're limiting like 
certain things but within that was their state before airplanes. At any time in a pandemic, you're gonna have to have federal shit come in. This is the biggest fucking mistake mm. they made in COVID. We talked about this. They I'm never gonna respond back to that. They never I, shut I the fucking to. airlines down. They never did. Not not even for a fucking hour. Yeah, dude, what the fuck is that? If if COVID would have been the one, you know, which nobody knew in the right. beginning, nobody right. knew. Right. If it would have been the one, Donald Trump would have killed us all, every one of us. And if people don't realize that that kind of shit, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how to fucking talk to him. But I also take that as you also thinking that Donald Trump or the federal government should have yes. shut, shut down all the states. Yes. From a federal level. Yeah, it, but that's not constitutional. Before, uh, that's what I'm saying. What the, what the fuck do you do? What do you what do? You, do? you have a... Make it, look, your own look. decision. Now, yeah, see, that, make well, your actually, own decision. Actually, look, martial law, I think, would allow it. Look, if you've got a bug, this is going to happen. There's going to be one that is going to be the one. No, it's fuck that. Government one. should restrict it so that there's never any option for there to be a one. Look, the government... The government what? can't stop viruses. The, I, I'm not <laughs> saying that they can, but they can damn sure stop the spread of one. I'm talking about when something comes, and it is coming, there mm-hmm. is going to be a bug that somebody starts spreading that there's no fucking cure for, and it's going to be contagious, and it's going to fucking spread around the planet like a fucking plague. Yeah. And when that happens, constitution or not, I mean, they should be able to shut everything the fuck down. Everything. And if anybody's outside, just like I talked about during COVID, they should have made a football stadium Anybody caught outside, you go to the fucking football stadium for two weeks. If they just shut everything down for two I'll weeks. I'll be honest. I'd, I'd agree with all that. That's the, If it to, worked. To your point, though, like that's where... That's, like, if that's we why could I, do that. That's why I emphasize, and that's why also the state constitutions include, they're very particular about the wording, the word reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable restrictions. And I, Wisconsin, maybe? I don't know. There's been at least one state where it was brought to the Supreme Court of the state, what the restrictions were for COVID, and it was de- deemed by that state Supreme Court Supreme Court that it was not a reasonable restriction for the state, therefore unconstitutional, and they couldn't do it. And so and that's why and that's why I have some level of inherent trust in the system because there are like there are avenues of approach to do this and do it like through the legal system. Crop dusters point. and Lysol. That's what America needs. <laughs> Crop dusters and Lysol. I've been saying it since the beginning. And That's so, what we need. I'm glad that we were all able to get together and have this conversation. And for eat sure. these ribs. We're about to now eat. Now we're about yeah. to eat these ribs. So this episode has to end. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, this this is why we do this kind of shit. Hold have up. Conversations Y'all about have stuff. to cut back in. And tell me and give a review of these ribs and say if they were good or if they taste like dick. Oh, we will. All right. That's when a rat goes through a muck in a mar. This is what happens. This is what happens. So yeah. Until next time. See you kids.
ribs. We're talking about ribs. Get her done. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fucking ten. They were fucking ten. Yeah, they were, those ribs were fucking delicious. They were some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. David, I, I, I feel awkward chain. saying this, but I'm always going to be looking for an excuse to have one of your bones in my mouth. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Right, man, that sounds like a five-star review. Hey. And you know what? That's what we're here for is good shit. So thank you for thanking us, and we'll thank you again. I'm, I'm glad that you all liked my meat in your mouth. Yes. We loved your meat in our mouth. Yes. Unquestionable. Tasty meat. <laughs> Moist. Salty. Moist, tasty, little salty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I love Duncan shit. I love them shits. Man, we, 